Holy shit, she's back. Wait, did she say something? Yeah. Ah, I didn't hear it. Yeah, me neither. We hear it. Ah, I'm so jelly that Diamond Store Series favored you and not me. <laughs> I will fade and go to the West. <laughs> All because Diamond Store Siri for Siri forgot you. It is a, it is a, it is it is the camel blow that broke the that broke the back. <laughs> Um, that made no sense, but you get the gist. Uh, all right, well, welcome Proceed everybody. This is going well. I'm staying very angry. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so uh, let's kind of recap last time. Uh, you all were heading towards Dragon Shadow's Peak uh, to deliver the news of Gwen's passing to Gwen's family. Uh, you traveled along the road, the dangerous road between the two. Um, as you left town, the guards ominously told you that it's pretty dangerous to go out there alone. Uh, and you're like, yeah, that's fine. We're good. Fine. We're, advent we're adventurers. Uh, and to be fair, I mean, nothing handled bad. It. You handled it. You know, you were just attacked by a giant purple worm. And I mean, two of us, well, how close was Brindley to Diane? Uh, not as close okay. as you were. Yeah. You were you were you were definitely uh, one round away from uh, meeting your maker. Yep. we only got a little eaten. <laughs> Do not like. I was moderately uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, so anyway, you've had a giant, uh, giant purple worm. Uh, it was a tough fight, but you all were able to slay it and harvest it for parts and gems and things. All right. At camp that evening, uh, uh, Wukreen um, wanted you all to get rid of the poison sacks uh, that you collected, uh, and you decided not to. Uh, that evening, Brindley asked Wukreen why he was weird, <laughs> which led to an interesting discussion. Uh, 88 also started making uh, wood stamps. They talked to Mythos about. And then, you know, no big deal. Uh, Brindley just awoken Winchester's mind, the mind of the dog, uh, Gwen's old dog. Made him a sentient, thinking, feeling uh, creature who could speak, literally, uh, common. And, uh, you know, we'll unpack that can of worms as we discover them. <laughs> uh, Brindley did uh, tell uh, Winchester to wake Nithis the next morning and, and for in exchange, Brindley would give Winchester a whole cow haunch. Very uh, true. And much like those uh, telltale uh, role-playing games, Winchester will remember this decision. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the next morning, Winchester awoke Nithis, who of course was very uh, put off. By having a talking dog awaken her, as I imagine any of us would would be, if if I woke up and Sophia literally started talking to me, I would be very worried. It is now the eighth of calamity. Uh, Nithis has sort of walked off the uh, surprise and anger of being awoken by uh, Winchester. And you all are on the road again, walking north towards Dragon Shadow Peak. 
we are walking. Um, who is leading the way? Probably me, right? Still you? I think you've got the highest survival. Why is this laptop being a bitch? Empa's here um, to help. No. Nope. Nope. Are you watching this? 17. Yeah. 17. All right. Uh, so you're, you're following, <laughs> you're following this path, um, uh, towards North. Uh, you've not come across any, you know, you, it's, you walk a good chunk of the day without coming across any other travelers. Um, as you're walking, Winchester is padding next to you. The Brindley, uh, right? The Brindley, yes. Uh, and, uh, he says, uh, so, uh, what are we looking for? Uh, we're looking for probably just like what the next stop in the directions to um, the hidey hole for Cobalt's. <laughs> cobalt land. Jagged Shadow? Mm hmm. Okay. He says, and why are we heading there? Uh, Mythos wanted to tell uh, Glenn's family about Glenn dying. He says, um, That seemed to be the right thing to do. It did. Mm -hmm. I agree. He's... I think you were the one that came up with it, though, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He says, uh, He says, and and so now, as you, we're we're going there uh, to tell this thing. Yes, it's important to be told of these things. Nitha seems to think so. Yes, I'm confused. You you say that weird. Why do you say it like that? He says, there is much about your ways that I do not understand. I'm trying to learn. I'm going to kind of glance over at everyone else. Lean down and be like, me too. <laughs> that is not reassuring. <laughs> I mean, you've been around. I've only been here for how long now? Um... It's like a week and a half. <laughs> uh, it's been longer than that. It's actually been almost, uh, it's been three weeks. It's been almost a month. <laughs> almost a month. Um, it's important to observe and pick things up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He says, uh, you, you talk about before, he says, but uh, I find that I'm, much of what I saw and felt, it's, alien to me. I don't quite understand. It's no, hard for, it makes perfect sense to me. It's hard for me to place the feelings and memories that I had then into my current mind. That's why I like you, Winchester. And I pat him on the head. Oh, okay. Because we understand each other. Okay. Uh, 
And he pads along in amiable silence. Oh, um, 88, did you take Banish today? I guess I should ask. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> I had it yesterday, but we fought a purple worm. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, priorities. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. No disappointment at all. But thank you. I did not want to die again. <laughs> you got to be extra Kelpro. This time it might stick. Aww. Yeah, cool. I love it with red wine because it looks like a bloodbath, even though I don't really like red wine that much. <laughs> I'll drink white wine and put some food coloring in it. And it could be any color. You're brilliant, Matthew. Thank you. That's actually what the wine industry has been doing for years. We just... <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell. Maybe some strawberry syrup. Um, all right. So Brindley is occasionally talking to Winchester. What about the rest of you? What are you all doing on this walk north? Staying alert for danger. Yeah, definitely that. Um. Looking for holes in the ground. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Remind me, it was going to be two days or four days. The uh, you, you didn't have a quite a, a, a great. Ex it was going to be three or four days. Okay. Um, I mean, you are definitely getting up into the kind of mountainy area now, uh, as this is um, this is day two. Um, no, no, this is you're on day three. So, I mean, you're definitely like the like you all are maybe a little. Um, uh, out of breath, uh, or maybe not out of breath, but it's definitely a more strenuous walk than it has been. Okay. Gain a little bit of uh, elevation sickness. Yeah, not, you're not quite at that level yet, but it's it's getting there. Um, and since it is the middle of summer, uh, the uh, you know the snow, you're, you're still well below the snow line. Okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. 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 So probably we get about halfway through the day and Nithis kind of rolls her eyes a little bit, looks at Brinley for like the 15th time. Woo Crean, what's your, I don't have an answer to that. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> Complete derailment. Uh -huh. So Nithis, is that it? Is that... Okay. Um, she will say, Wu Crean, what's your favorite color? <laughs> Black like a soul. <laughs> I think I Wu looks really startled. Just I'm trying to think if <laughs> Anyone in the, you know, in the past few decades would have asked him that. <laughs> Nithis is going to see that look on his face and go, ha. <laughs> Not me this time. <laughs> um, I, 
I haven't considered that in a long time. Maybe, I don't know. I guess blue. Like ocean blue, not sky blue. Like the like what type of day ocean blue? Mid morning, you know when the um, you're just cooking lunch and and looking out over the over the uh, surf. No, I've never done that. It's quite nice. Just try it. Making a mental can I share images with my mind blank? Uh, sure. Thinking about it. <laughs> it, does, it does just say speak. You don't have to understand. Uh, do they have to understand you, the mind link with you, or no? They have to understand a language, but we don't have to share a language, I believe. I'll allow it. It's just simple and silly. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see a way this could be abused <laughs> yet. <laughs> um, all the players you. perked up on the challenge. <laughs> okay, um, I'll mind link with Brinley and share a um, an image of that. Thank you, Nithis. Mm -hmm. What just happened? Oh, I showed her what you were talking about. <laughs> what, is, what does this mean? <laughs> does this have to do with the voice in your head? No, this is just me. Huh. So I'll mind link with Rukreen and Rukreen. And say, see, like this. Ah. Trying to think how I would feel about that. It's an interesting ability. Mm -hmm. Do I know of anybody? I mean, is our psychic abilities kind of like as like roughly equivalently common as magic abilities, or no? They're very rare. They're very rare, mm -hmm. um, but they're like a thing that you know of. There are spells that'll do the same thing. There's spells, yeah. Okay. But you should definitely didn't cast one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's an, uh, impossible to spell, send a, uh, cast a spell without doing anything. You're Sorcerers right. can, but you may, well, not, you, may, you may not know that. <laughs> it is very possible and useful. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that being very helpful in combat. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it is. We decided last time, though, I can't link with more than one person, right? Correct. Yes. I can't set up my own private radio channel. Yeah, you can't. You can't set up your own social media site in your head. Too bad, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> MyCerebellum.com. That's all Nithis has. Honestly, that's the only question she remembers Brinley asking her. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So how about how about you? What your what's your favorite color? Also blue. Yeah. But just blue. 
no no caveats to it. When you're on the sea, most of everything is blue. <laughs> okay. Until it's very much not. <laughs> because it's a storm, you got shit to do anyway. This is just dark and rain. I do really love lightning, though. I'll go ahead and use my my thing to make the wind blow really, really fast for a minute. I imagine cool. I would a little bit. A cool, it's a cool breeze though. It feels good <laughs> on, this, on this warm day. Yeah, especially in the armor. I'd imagine. Mm -hmm. Ooh, tickles. Um. So after a uh, couple hours after lunch, uh, as you guys are making your way up the hills, you hear something. Uh, it is the sound of uh, uh, songs and dancing. Oh, okay. oh no. <laughs> um, and as you kind of come around a uh, natural bend in this road, you see a clearing, uh, a fairly level clearing off the side of the road, um, perhaps man-made, uh, which has a circle of wagons. Uh, and you hear the sounds of revelry coming from within. Uh, lots of uh, singing and, and uh, ho hollering and musical instruments being played. What kind of instruments? Uh, lutes and drums, and you think you might hear what sounds like a bagpipe in there. All right. Well, and what time is it? Uh, it's, it's, it's the fantasy equivalent of three in the afternoon. <laughs> Okay. Well, I mean, do we want to stop for the day, guys, or just blow right on past? Um. Um. Uh, and as you get closer, you realize that the wagons are all of fairly diminutive build. Cobalt. And uh, roll perception check. Uh, anybody that would like to. <clears throat> I got my food on my dice tray, so I'm gonna just go on here. Oh, no, no. 18. 29. 29. 27. <laughs> Holy hell. I see that there are- I lights. know it's a harmful harmful stereotype, but I just imagine that your eyes are like the Terminator with just like little targeting reticules <laughs> that find things. <laughs> um, uh, 88, you notice that there, you notice a couple of uh, forest green kobolds uh, that are uh, kind of camouflaged in the trees that are just kind of keeping an eye on the road. You get the idea that, you know, you're in the wild, you're making a fair amount of noise, you probably post a couple lookouts just to make sure nothing big and nasty sneaks up on the camp, so. Makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, so. Are you guys, um, to, to, to paraphrase the song, uh, are you going to stay or are you going to go? <laughs> I look to Brinley. Are you curious or you want to go? 
I'm always curious. We might be able to get good directions from them. At the very least. What made you think that they know the kobolds we're looking for? Well, they're in kobold country and they're kobolds. So they all know each other? No, they might know where their communities are. Mm -hmm. Okay. We go in. Okay, I follow Mythos in. So you, you all kind of make your way through the uh, through the wagon lines. Um, you notice the the scouts are watching you as you go in, and you hear a couple of bird calls, um, eighty-eight. That you can see because you you notice them. They are actually very well hidden here, but you're twenty-nine. Smoke that. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can see them make some bird calls to each other, um, and. Uh, as you all walk in past the wagons, the music stops as you see this uh, circle of perhaps two dozen or so uh, kobolds that are dancing. Uh, and in the center of them, you see a kobold with a large uh, necklace of chalik uh, that is holding a, uh, a set of drumsticks and has a drum in front, of, in front of them. And the music kind of dies down and everyone stops dancing and just kind of looks at the four of you. Awkward. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, the person in the center says, Hail and well met, traveler. Come on in. Come on in. Uh, unless you're here to rob us, in which case you will find us perhaps not the easy marks that you make us out to be. No robbery. Yeah, no robbery. Seems like a lot of work. A lot of work. A lot of work. We're actually trying to make our way to Dragon Shadow. Dragon Shadow. Oh, that's where we're heading. Oh, good. Oh, really? What luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you a fan of the arts? No. That, that was directed at an idiot. Mm. Depending on the art. Hmm. Um, well, come, come. We have got plenty of food to share. It's midsummer after all. Oh, is it actually the holiday? Yeah. Oh. Oh. I'd lost track of time walking through this forest for two days. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Just so, take the seat anywhere. Yeah, or you can start dancing. It's up to you. I'll take uh, a seat. The music starts up again. A uh, couple of kobolds bring you some like uh, wooden plates uh, and kind of gesture you towards where they've got a large spread of food that has been set out. Uh, a couple of kobolds that are working the uh, working the fires and still cooking to this point. Uh, kobolds run up and kind of grab food and run back and to the dance floor and eat it as they dance. Uh, what type of foods are in their kobold buffet? Uh, you see, um, imagine Midwestern Labor Day picnic. Um, <laughs> uh, grilled meats. <laughs> grilled meats, uh, kind of um, salads. Uh, Lots of salads with mayonnaise in it. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, some fresh baked breads, um, things like that. Uh, no expense spared. Uh, you know, they probably survive on trail rations when they're traveling, but uh, for a holiday such as this, they, you know, got into the larder, as it were. Corn with like the lots and lots of butter on it. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to grab some of that.
No, um, the plate. But she's also going to get our good alcohol. Mm. Since it's not just us. <laughs> she's going to treat herself. Yeah. Treat yourself. How about you, Will? I'll get a plate. Mm-hmm. Paladin's got to eat. Yeah, they do. I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, so uh, you uh, gather your plates, uh, fill them up, sit down, um, and the, the dancing continues, and the singing, and the and all that stuff. People, you, you see that you know people kind of come in, they kind of go out. It's there's always somebody somebody uh, in there that's uh, that's you know dancing around. It is cacophonous. Is probably the best word to put it. It is a lot of a lot of sound uh, at once, but it does have a good beat. Nice. Um, after after a little while, um, the uh, the the person who kind of greeted you, you, you would guess probably the de facto leader of this, uh, kind of comes over uh, out of breath and plops down like. Just right between the right in the middle of y'all, kind of like like right between Nippus and you, Brindley, and, and says, uh, "Oh, oh, I'm getting older. That's for sure." I just realized kobolds are Applebee's servers. <laughs> How old are you? Uh, she says, "I'm actually going on 14." Oh wow! Congratulations. Is that is that a weird thing to say? Congratulations. No, no, I'm doing well, she says. Uh, you know, a couple hundred years ago, uh, there was a few of us that got past 10. Excellent. Good for you and your life. Liberation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, liberation. So why are you going to Dragon Shadow? She says, I live there. That's uh, where oh, we, uh, we actually just, we just did a, uh, we're, Caravan. She says, "There's a bunch of us here with, with, uh, with different, you know, different businesses uh, in Hokkaido. But um, we, we come in, you know, we, we gather up strength in numbers. Uh, caravan down there, you know, sell goods, buy goods, kind of a whole merchant thing. Uh, spread the good word of Chalik. You know, learn some new songs, uh, do a little performance. You know, we we're actually hoping to make it back, uh, uh, back in time." Back to the mountain in time for the holiday, she says, but uh, travel's been a little slower than expected. So. What kind of goods do you sell? Oh, she says, are you interested? She says, we have a... Uh... No, I'm merely curious. Oh, well, I, I, she says, uh, she says, obviously, we have uh, a lot of metals that we mine from under the mountain. Uh, so a lot of metals and stuff like that. Uh, we, uh, we have uh, scribes that write books. We have... Uh, you know, all sorts of things. Artists that do art stuff. Mm, interesting. Uh, she says, um, uh, we've been down there for a while. There was the uh, Cherry Blossom Festival. Uh, we were selling stuff at that. And, mm-hmm. you know, had other business, but it's, been a, it's oh, yeah. been a long, fruitful trip for us. We were at the Cherry Blossom Festival. We actually met somebody from Dragon Shadow, but she said it'd been a while since you've been there, so you probably don't know her. Oh well, I—I I mean, I—I 
I, I, I mean, I, I live there, so maybe I do. What's her name? Uh, I give a little brief description, and I said she said her name was Zori. Hmm. She frowns. She says, "Uh, last I heard, that that person was dead." Yes. But you, uh, you encountered her in the, uh, in the, uh, in the city. Mm-hmm. And then she murdered me. Come again? I said she murdered me. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> I just was like, at a bar, like, yeah, girl, that's what she said. <laughs> she, uh, she kind of pokes your arm. She says, you look pretty, pretty alive. I am now. How? It's a very long story. Magic, mostly. I like Matt's jazz hands with that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, resurrection is usable now. Really? Yeah. We didn't realize it was new until, well, yeah. A while back. Oh, she says, I guess that explains how Zori's back. Mm-hmm. How did Zori die? Uh, she says, uh, Zori is a, was a follower of Chalik, she says. She gestures to her neck. Was. Uh, she says, uh, anyway, she, uh, she was going to the eastern part of the continent to visit New Haven. I don't know if you know where that is. It's in, uh, it's in Carthalia. Ah. Uh, and um, and uh, she says, uh, and her, her ship crashed. And everyone on board had died. She says, we actually lost a, oh, she says, almost two dozen of us from our, it was really not a great day for us. Uh, word came back. No, it doesn't sound like it. She's, she's what's known so as. So she survived the shipwreck, huh? Or was no. resurrected or something? She bargained her soul to a god called Machias. Oh, this is Wu. You're going to really enjoy Wu. She says, uh, what's, what's Micaias? Douchebag. Um, a god of, of greed and acquisition. Followers believe that they can pay money for really anything. Zori is one of those that owes a great debt and will do anything to uh, to pay off that debt to Micaias. So Zori, the Zori I knew was a fairly sweet young kobold. Um, why did she, why, why did she kill you? She's the bet. <laughs> Just so she could steal stuff. Mm-hmm. That too. She tried to lure all of us to our desk except for Ukraine. She only managed to murder me. Well, she says, um, very hard. Uh, she says, well, she says, I'm, I'm very sorry. 
for that. She says, um, she says, no one, no one should have to, for someone, for one of us to fall so far. She says, that's very, very disappointing. Did you know, um, Gwen? Gervais Winston Earlham Neville? Sure. She says, she says, yeah, she says, uh, she says, uh, you, you could, in your, in your, in your terms, he would be a nephew. She says, uh, we're of the same clan. I'm a, I'm a, by the way, my name's Coley, Coley Archer. Coley? K-O-L-I. Yep. Okay. K-O-L-I. Yeah. She says, how do you know, you know Gwen's in uh, Carthalia on, on, uh, on his, uh, on his pilgrimage. Well, Gwen was with us, actually. He made it to New Haven. Oh, well, good. Good. Oh, you're I'm giving this look over the head of the ball in between us. I have been since he started mentioning Gwen. I mean, yeah, this is just going to keep going. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I, I say he was with us because, um, unfortunately, Zori, who came back to life, killed him. And we're here to talk to his family. Uh, <laughs> she, she lets out just one kind of gasping sob, almost. I thought news like that was not appropriate for a holiday. <laughs> He well, says, it would uh, worse if we let them enjoy the holiday and then tomorrow we're like, hey, guess what? Is it? Yeah. I don't know. I. She can tell us, I guess. Since I'm would, would you? <laughs> no, I'm not going to ask the answer. <laughs> <laughs> um. Brindley and I at this point are basically having this conversation with our eyebrows, like, I have to say, in my new Brindley form, I have amazing eyebrows. So, <laughs> very expressive. Um, very large. Uh, she says, uh, for, for one of ours to kill our own, she says, there is no, no worse offense or crime. Are we she going said, to share the, the whole she, thing? She, she says, you'll have to give me a moment. I need some time to process all this, if you, if you don't mind. And she, she, she gets up and, and walks into a nearby wagon and shuts the door behind her. Memphis, I think you should follow her and tell her all the bad news. She's going to have it all at once. I don't think it gets much worse than this. The rest is just easy. The part where uh, Wu told us, or was it Wu or... Um, the elf lady who told us that now he'd be wandering Rafter. forever in the uh, in, like the shadow fell because he can't be bringing anyone back or anything like that because he's trapped by Micaiah's. Is that what she told us? Or just because I thought it was just that they couldn't be re resurrected. Chris? Um, if I recall correctly, I think she said that they couldn't be resurrected. Okay. Though she did reference the, I think she did reference, and I think Zori did too, that they were both in the shadow mm -hmm. belt after they died, which they did not care for. But 
Okay. Yeah, player knowledge, not character. Yeah, it's hard to separate, and it's hard for me to remember okay. what I said a month ago or two months ago. <laughs> Brinley, this, those details aren't maybe important to them. Like, we don't need to tell them that their family member's eternal soul is being tormented. That's not necessary information. As you're saying all this, of course, there's merry merrymaking and music going on around. You really, <laughs> just want to just want to read, just want to iterate the uh, yeah discordant nature of this conversation and the environment it's in. I mean, we we know more about where souls apparently go when they shuffle off this mortal coil, which is going to make no one happy. Nobody wants to be shuffling throughout despair in in eternity, but apparently that's a lot of what happens. So we can just keep that to ourselves. You want a drink? Sure. I pour a drink of my good whiskey. Have a drink of the good whiskey. <laughs> I personally think that I would like to know. How about... If I had not known. How about we let her come to terms with it and ask her if she wants any more details? Or we could tell another person. And then eventually they'll talk. And then she'll find out the information from them, so we don't have to be the ones to give it to her. <laughs> uh, I kind of don't want to talk to him at all again. <laughs> at all, I just want to leave it at that, and I guess go find his parents and have the same conversation. Unfortunately, but like details, I don't think those are necessary. All right. Uh, we tell his parents the details. I mean, nah. Do they need it? They, they don't need to know that he's possibly being tormented. And we certainly have no way whatsoever of resurrecting him. So telling them about his torment that he can't escape from is not in any way going to improve the situation. This is definitely a better off not knowing situation. What would you have told my parents? When me, my parents. Um, the same. That you've been killed. I don't know that we knew. <clears throat> we didn't know then what we know now. <clears throat> Which is? <coughs> that people go to the Shadowfell. Oh, yes, that. And we're still not 100% sure, right? Well, you're taking... You're taking now, we knew some people do and some people don't. But it's kind of rare for our fault. I don't know. I might have been player knowledge. That's player knowledge for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're taking the word of Loreleth for that, too. Did you no, try, did you try re, uh, reincarnating or resurrecting we have that? We have a body. Yeah, we don't have a body. Ain't nobody got level nine spells here, bro. <laughs> nope. And it would be way too expensive. We don't. Not like. 20, well, well, I think we. I don't think we knew that Zori had stolen the body. So that's a good question. Oh. Sure. Yes. Forget about that. <laughs> okay. So yeah, Jory made away with the body. Therefore, there's no way to make the resurrection. Uh, when we murder her, we should reclaim the body. If she hasn't cut it up into bitty pieces or something. <laughs> I like to imagine she just like has him sitting in a chair wherever she's hiding out. 
<laughs> Psycho like, style. She's got a court stall. That's gross. <laughs> She's kind of gross. You should make sure not to mention that either. <laughs> no, that's purely speculation. Yeah. Well. 88, are you enjoying the party? You turn and 88 has wandered off and is now like sat closer to the revelers and he's working on his wood blocks. Oh, it looks like 88's having fun. Do you want another drink? Oh, yes, please. I wonder what kind of alcohol cobalt make. Do we see any like Zori Gwen age cobalt around? Uh, yeah, there's there's cobalt to all ages here. Okay. Do we want to ask more people questions? Or do we want to let them enjoy their holiday? Oh, I think we should let them enjoy. Okay. We've already uh, caused enough damage, I suppose. Well, she's the elder. She's the one we should have said first, talked to anyway. And then she's responsible for all these other people, so she can decide what to tell them. That's true. Yes, it is no longer our responsibility. We are done. Also, I did want to mention, and Chris, I'm going to need your help. How long do I have to get that fabric to that person? <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. You made that deal on Sylvia and the 15th uh, in session 30. Um. Uh, I think it was a was it two months, three months? It was you gave yourself a fair amount of time. Three months. Uh, uh, um, still plenty of time, right? Oh, here we go. Nope. Oh, no. here. No, I have three months. Oh. Yeah, I didn't write down the exact date in my notes, which I should have. <laughs> but um, we'll say it's at least two months. You have two months and three weeks. Thank you. Nice. Did you write it? Did you write it down, Matthew? No, I'm just looking at the calendar. Yeah, just add up the days. We never agreed on a date. I think we just said three months, right? That sounds right. We'll go with that. Yeah, and dates are flighty when you're getting things on boats anyway. I mean, perhaps a ship got stuck in the canal and prevented the traffic from moving for a bit. <laughs> but I got a little time left then, huh? Yeah. Uh -huh. I just wanted to remind you guys that at some point, we got to figure out how to get a bunch of fabric from Windhaven to Hokkaido. We yes. have to figure that out, asks Matthew. <laughs> well, at, at least you know. At least Narasana or Narasana. At least, at least Nithis and Brindley does. <laughs> Brindley, you roped in because if it wasn't for that, you wouldn't be resurrected. Right? Okay. I was like, why am I roped in? I did not make any promises. I made a deal so we could bring you back to life. Did I not tell you this? I don't think so. I actually don't think you ever told me about the the, the 
uh, oh, yeah. fabric. Yeah. My frantic look for a $500 diamond. I got a deal on the diamond. It was only 450 gold, but I gave him my gem of brightness, what I, which I just bought the day before. And I promised that uh, I would bring him fabric from <sighs> Windhaven to here and I would sell it to him because he's going to make a huge markup on it. How much fabric? I'd have to relation to the episode. I, I think it was just like a vague, a merchant's amount of a, a wholesale unit worth of, of fabric. Yeah, a buttload. <laughs> so we'd have to get to Windhaven and then just a complication circle overhead? I think so, yeah. But getting to Windhaven is going to be a problem. You know, exile and all that. Oh, yes, exile. Yep. <clears throat> yep. You know, the whole you can never go home thing. Super um, as you're talking about that, the, the door to the um, wagon opens back up. And uh, not talking to you, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> The door to the wagon opens back up and uh, Coley comes back out. Uh, and she heads over to the three of you that are still sitting there. Okay. Uh, she says, um, which of you <clears throat> which of you was closest to, to Gwen? Well, he's never met him. He pointing at Lou. Mm -hmm. She says, okay, what about you two? Which of you is closest to Gwyn? Uh, you're all part of the same adventuring group. Wouldn't it be the dog? Yeah. Oh, yes, it's probably Winchester. Winchester. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that this is an appropriate situation for me to get involved in. Why? Oh, but you were closest to him, Winchester. Winchester. Uh, did one uh, Coley literally us, jumps in the air and says, that's a talking dog. Yes, yes. Did Gwen ever tell you what Jelassi likes more? No, I, I haven't heard from him. I've been away for a while and he's been gone. No, for I'm asking the dog. Oh. <laughs> Win Winchester says, um, I really, um, friendly, I, if you, since you were asking friendly, I think uh, it would almost assuredly be any kind of gestures over to 88. Yes, that's what I was thinking too, actually. It's 88. Pointed at 88. <laughs> um, Coley comes over to you, 88. And she says, your friends tell me that you were closest to Gwen. Is that, is that, is that true? Considered him a very close friend, yes. She says... Um, she hands you a sending stone, a black, a black rectangular slab of rock. It's about yay thin. <laughs> she says, um, uh, she says, would you, uh, she says, um, Elspeth uh, and Uriel are two of Gwen's mothers. Uh, and uh, they would like to speak to you about Gwen. We've just put 88 in a horrible position. <laughs> we just made this so much worse. 88 
Eight will get up and walk away from the gathering <gasps> ways. <laughs> I'm sorry, Eight. <laughs> Hello. It was this definitely Eight. This is 88. I was one of Gwen's companions. Uh, you hear uh, two, a voice on the other end. She says, hello, I am, my name is Elspeth. Uh, she says, the leader of the Archer clan, one of Gwen's mothers. She says, with me is Uriel. She says, the high priestess of Chalik here. And she says, one of, another of Gwen's mothers, she says. Uh, one of his fathers, Darian, is also in the room with us. Uh, we can all hear you. She says, Please uh, allow me to convey my deepest condolences. She says, we just received a, a bird from Gwyn. Uh, she says, a few days ago, letting us know that he was going to be in Hokkaido. She says, uh, and, and that uh, one of our, uh, she says, one of a... Uh, a sib from a different clan that betrayed betrayed you all and was impersonating him, she says. Um, what can you tell me about his death? Uh, this Zori, she says, of the Skulker clan. Uh, anything else? Only she was of the Skulker clan. I never would have trusted her. Right? Uh, that, that doesn't mean anything. Just as you never saw Gwyn fire an arrow. <laughs> there's you. You don't know this, but out of character, there's the archer, the blesser, the grower, the invoker, the rager, the performer, and the skulker class. Uh-huh. None of which have anything to do with their job title. Have everything to do with the seven adventurers who met their dooms in the caves. <laughs> there was a lot of dead. There was a lot of backstory to our dead kobold friend. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, it will convey everything he knows. Um, uh, what, yeah, well, I mean, what does he say? I'm curious. I mean, at least give me some of it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so they were asking about his death, Zori. Zori, just anything else you can share about Gwen's life that you want to share about his entire life. Just about what you knew of him, how you knew him, who are, why are you here with this news? Uh. <laughs> Poor Matt. <laughs> Please ignore the sound, the sound of weeping from the other side of this uh, sending stone. Quinn <laughs> <laughs> was a dear friend. I found his boundless enthusiasm and compassion inspiring. Very often when I was unsure of what tack to take in a given situation, I would think of him as something of a compass, someone who I knew would do the right thing. He had a passion for learning new stories and sharing them with those he met. When we encountered Zori, he was eager to offer assistance. She unfortunately deceived us and plotted all of our deaths. At the time, she only managed to kill our 
friend Brinley, who was restored via a resurrection spell. She says, uh, Coley mentioned this briefly. She says, um, resurrection is possible? Yes. Uh, this is Yoriel. Um, I'm the, the aforementioned high priestess of, of Chalik, she says. Um, which, uh, which priest resurrected your friend? The priest of Meshiha in Hokkaido. She says, the one near the, uh, the sapphire spear? That is correct. Thank you. Elspeth says, sorry for the interruption. Please continue. That is quite all right. Uh, we believed that Zori had been killed by an unknown assailant when we pursued her. However, it appears that she faked her own demise. When we returned to Hokkaido in a few days ago, we sought her once more. However, she eluded our capture and then killed Gwyn and took his body in the streets of Hokkaido in front of many witnesses. He says, so you have no body? I'm sorry, but we do not. If we did, we would have attempted another resurrection. Mm -hmm. She says, um, uh, Elspeth says, uh, for a kobold to kill another kobold, she says, is nearly unthinkable among our kind. She says, we have been killed and persecuted for so long from outsiders. She says that these such things tend not to happen. She says, we appreciate you venturing to bring us this information. She says, I'm sure it's great peril to yourselves. As Coley mentioned that you are traveling by yourselves in these wild hills. She says, uh, rest assured we will do everything we can to track down Zori and bring her to justice. As will we. She says, um, she says, if you ever do manage to find it, she says, um, do you have a, a means of magically contacting us? Or she says, paper bird, sending spell. I do. Though I would warn you, if you intend to pursue her, that she is, she has become what is known as an indebted. She has promised her soul to a god called Machias, and in return received greater than normal abilities. Uriel says, um, yes, I've, I've heard of this Machias, she says. Um, Hokkaido uh, does not take to their kind well, she says, and they're uh, their beliefs are an affront to what we we here believe. Uh, she says that uh, that Zori would knowingly and willingly align with such a god is disappointing. Just be aware that she is extremely dangerous. She she says. Noted. She says, did 
did Gwyn get to go to New Haven? Did he get to see where the great god Chalik gave his life? Yes. That is where we met Gwen in New Haven. She says, well, hopefully, hopefully Chalik is not done with him yet. She says, you've, you've done a great, a great service, she says, uh, by bringing this news to us. She says, should you ever find yourself under the mountain, she says, you'll, you'll find hospitality and, and succor. Thank you. Is there anything else that I can do for you? She says, no more than you already have, she says. We appreciate you taking the time to tell us this. Uh, she says, uh, if you wouldn't mind, return, this, return the stone to, uh, to Coley so I may speak with her further. Of course. He'll wander back and give the stone to Coley. She nods and thanks you. And she says, uh, well, uh, she says, this is a lot for me to process. She says, but... Um, we followers of Chalik have a certain saying in times like these. She says, the show must go on. And so she goes back out into the ring of people uh, and starts to sing a song. Uh, cheery and upbeat. Uh, and if you didn't know what you just told her, you probably would assume that she was happy, but you and hear just the hint of sorrow on the edge of her voice as she sings. Sorry you got put in that position, 88. My bad. I do not see how you are to blame, nor do I see how anyone is to blame, aside from Zori. Fair enough. <laughs> and Winchester a little bit, but yeah. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, are we going to continue? Do we need to? That's what I was asking. Uh, what do you guys think? Oh. Seems like you just delivered the message you wanted to deliver. Yeah. It does seem like that. Seems a little rude to me to be like, oh, here's some bad news. Also, we'll be there in a day and a half and you've got to entertain us. Yeah. Yeah, that's also what I'm thinking. What time of day is it? It's getting towards evening, right? It's getting towards evening. Yeah, you've you've been here for a couple hours now. I mean, it's it's the longest day of the year, so the sun's not going to go down for a while. But mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's. So, do you guys want to stay the night here? Do we need to go back to Hokkaido? Do we have any unfinished business there, other than my fabric? And too indebted. Yeah. Too indebted. 
you know, why don't we just decide in the morning? Okay. Sleep on it a little bit. So are you going to make camp here with the kobolds, or? If they're okay with it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's not yeah. like dab in the middle of it, but yeah. nearby. <laughs> yeah. okay. uh, you set up your tents nearby. Uh, some kobold some cobalt youngsters come over and help you with the uh, stakes and stuff like that. They insist upon it. Do any of you speak Draconic? I'm curious. Oh, Brindley. No, no, Brindley. Yes, it okay. does. Um, uh, they, they mostly speak in Draconic. Their common's not great yet. They're still learning it in school. I speak, I think, all the other D languages, though. <laughs> you do. You do. I had a spike of my own, like, Sean's social awkwardness. Like, do you tip kobold children that help you set up your tent? <laughs> God, Sean. What a douche. <laughs> <laughs> How much is enough? How much is too much? Ugh. All right. So you set up your tents. Um, I think they tip in Hokkaido anyway, so. Yeah. Um, when we're about to retire, actually, after Nithis goes to bed, I'm going to approach 88 again, because I think she'll think it's a bad idea. I don't want her to know. She will um, think it's a bad idea. Yeah. Before everybody goes to bed, I'll, I will say you've tried scrying on Zori, but have you tried um, scrying on her things? They, they generally tend to keep their stashes of loot near them, but not necessarily on them. Might be a path to finding her. Well, you've got to know what's in that, right? Well, we know what's in there. You have all of Gwen's things. All my things. It was a thought you could do it before bed and like give your give us a direction to go without wasting a spell during the day. Yes. Do I have to? If I use the gems to scry, will they disappear? No. It, it's just a, you just have to have it. It's like the identified pearl. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I'll do a quick scry. Oh wait, I don't have it. Never mind. <laughs> oh, wait, can you scry an item? I thought it was a person or a location. Yeah. So that's what I was actually just. Talking. I thought so too. Sorry. I may just be completely wrong about that. There's been um, confusion on that in the past. I know. Yeah. You can see in here a particular creature you choose that is on the same plane of existence as you. So if you go further down in the description, it yeah, says you can also, instead of a creature, target a location, I think. Yep. Instead of targeting creature, you can choose location you've seen before as a target. I do not. That's not really how it works in the train. It's fine, but that's not really how it works. Oh, excuse me. Okay. So, uh, anything you do that evening as you set up your camp and kind of get away from the revelry, which is still going late into the evening? Nope. 
88 still working on his stamps. Going to chat with Winchester. Nothing interesting. It's a small talk as we go about, but yes. Um, did you decide against being banished? Oh, no. I was just waiting until Nethos went to bed. Oh, okay. <laughs> this doesn't do anything interesting. Um, yeah, so uh, you you all relax, um, and eventually folks start to turn in at this and woo. I'm presuming, Brindley, that you intentionally stay up past them. So it's just you and 88 and Winchester. Yes. yes. If Winchester's still up. He, uh, Winchester, by the way, is just like, I don't know what to do, Brindley. He says, I see a squirrel over there. And two days ago, I would have chased it. Mm-hmm. But now that activity has no meaning to me. I'm not going to eat it. It's a perfectly good dog, and you gave it anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> you, just, you created an existential crisis for this poor dog. Um, does everything need to have meaning? If not just, you know, the enjoyment of racing through the forest and giving chase. Isn't that meaning enough? Have yourself entertained for a moment or two? Perhaps you're right. I will try it. And he bounds yes. off into the woods. Okay, now I got rid of him. <laughs> 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 I'll go over to 88. Um, 88, have you thought about at all what I asked you the other day? Yes. And yesterday? And I am capable of casting the spell if you would like. I would like, yes, I think, yes, definitely. I'm a little nervous, but yes. Would you like me to cast it now? Yes. I banish Brindley. <laughs> All right, and we're gonna take a five minute bow break. Cool. I need to pee. Back. All right, so Brindley, uh, you you disappear from this kind of warm uh, summer night uh, and find yourself in the frigid cold uh, in, amongst these um, amongst these impossibly tall pine trees. You see uh, a faint speck of moonlight above, even further uh, and dimmer than it was the last time you were here. Um, as you find yourself back in this familiar uh, ice-bound plane. What do you do? Um, I'm gonna start walking kind of was there, they didn't blindfold me or anything when they brought me to the No. Okay, no. I'm gonna start walking in that direction if I can discern where it is. Roll me a survival check. And to be clear, Chris, 88 is counting to 45 in his head and then uh, yeah. releasing the spell. Mm-hmm. Um that is a uh, 20, 30, 20. Um, you actually find it fairly easily. Um, ah. uh, it's, it doesn't seem as far as it was last time. Perhaps perhaps those sprites led you on a more circuitous route. Perhaps you just came in closer this time. Perhaps something else weird. But yeah, after about a half hour of walking, uh, you you find your way back. You, you see it You see it just, just kind of gleaming in the distance, the... Um, the stone-colored ice of this large kind of forest castle gleaming off the uh, faint hint of pale moonlight. 
Okay, I'm going to just make things go a little faster while shake myself into uh, like a falcon or something and mm. zoom over to a respectable distance to then unpop uh, okay. wild yeah. shape and walk up. Um, so you you walk up um, as you walk up a couple of sprites kind of curiously fly towards you and kind of hover at you from a respectable distance as you approach the door you were led into last time. Uh, as you get there, you see uh, the door is shut, but there is a large um, knocker on it that appears to be made of ice as well. I nod to the sprites, and I guess I knock on the door. All right, you pick up the heavy knocker and slam it into the door. They put uh, a knocker there. They obviously want people to knock. Uh, you hear a loud kind of metallic metallic uh, reverberation uh, that sounds louder than it should be based on the amount of pressure you put on it. After a little while, um, the door opens uh, and you see a familiar uh, tall um, Aladrin elf with uh, pale blue skin and white hair uh, standing before you, regally dressed, towering over you. Uh, and he looks down at you and he says, ah, yes, the one from before that disappeared. Yes, um, I will disappear at some point in time again. You know, but I was curious. He says, um, come, do come in. Okay, I follow him in. Mm -hmm. So you, you are led back into that foyer. You see the elaborate uh, ice crystal chandelier still there still projecting starlight on the floor. Um, and uh, as you enter the square, he uh, turns to you and says, um, what brings you back? My friend, 88. That is not, he says, that is a very literal answer to the question I asked. And he actually, you're surprised, he smirks slightly as if he's amused by it. Um, he says, for what he says, for what purpose do you wish to speak to the Winter Queen? I was surprised to find myself here the first time and thought maybe it's been on my mind. I thought maybe a return might give me some at least quiet down the questions in my head a little bit. So you come here for information, truth, perhaps. Sure. He says, or perhaps you come here not knowing what you seek, in a sense. You do have the air of one attempting to bluff their way through life. <laughs> it's been a very confusing three weeks. He says, um, and what is your name? My friend's probably Brinley, though my mother named me Shifra, and I'm not sure what I want to be called yet. He says, well, welcome, Brinley, also known as Shifra. He says, please, 
come this way. And he gestures towards another door uh, in the foyer. And he, he, he glides over. Um, uh, he, uh, he walks so smoothly that you can barely see his feet moving. Oh, uh, by the way, where are we? Uh, he says, you are in the court of the Winter Queen, of course. Okay. Oh, I think you told me that last time. Yeah. Like the whole realm? He says, yes, you are in the realm of the Winter Queen. Okay. The land of eternal night. Oh. I never heard of it before. You really don't know anything, do you? No, I don't. That is why I had my friend banish me to come here and see what was up. He says, a word of advice then. He says, a friendly, a friendly exchange of knowledge between one to another, freely given with no expectation of uh, favor in return. Be careful what you agree to with the Winter Queen. Oh yeah, I know enough about that. He says, <laughs> Any, anything you say in, in her presence is binding. Yes. Okay, thank you. He seems a little, he, 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 you, you get the kind of a, a hint of worry in his face that perhaps you're not understanding the gravity of it, but he also, then you also see the expression just kind of melt into not his problem. Uh, and he says, this way. Um, <clears throat> he uh, leads you into a room, uh, which leads you into another room, and then into a long series of rooms that you are, it's kind of hard to keep track of. Um, you, you get the idea that the route he's taking you in might be intentionally circuitous that keep you disoriented. Um, but eventually you come into this large room, uh, a room that is uh, about 60, 65 feet tall uh, with no ceiling. Uh, you see the naked sky above you with the moon shining a beam down uh, faintly onto this um, raised portion of the floor uh, upon which uh, sits a large throne and a woman who appears to be maybe 20 feet tall sits upon it. Impressive. Uh, she appears to be made of ice uh, completely. Um, and when she looks at you, uh, you detect no hint of warmth on her face. Uh, as um, as the person you were talking to uh, bows, bows in front of her so low that his face literally touches the floor. Uh, and he says, your majesty, he says, I have brought you a most unusual visitor on this most calamitous of days. Mm. Midsummer, and you're in the winter. Midsummer, yep. Yo, oh my God, Brandley, what have you done? Mistimed <laughs> um, <and>, <laughs> visit, apparently. <laughs> uh, 
she says, um, it, she says her voice loud and booming, uh, but her barely moving as the words come out. A visitor on today of all days. Says, yes, your majesty, she, she arrived from the material plane. She claims to have no knowledge of you or why she came here. For what it's worth, your majesty, I did not detect any hint of deception in her words. She says, you may be dismissed. She says, what is your name, youngling? I haven't decided yet, but some people call me Brinley. I haven't decided if I'll keep it. She says, and what other names do you go by? Uh, I was apparently named Shiafra. So, Shiofra Brindley, what brings you to my court on this day? Well, I tried to come yesterday, but my friend was out of spells and could not do it. But I came because I was not expecting to go anywhere when I was banished the last time. And then I ended up here and ended up back in the other realm uh, before I really came to understand what the hell I was doing here. She says, and why did you seek me? Well, the last time I came here, the sprites brought me here. So I thought at the very least, I should say hello and be respectful before I started sniffing around other places. She says, you let the sprites lead you here. <laughs> yes. She squints her eyes nearly imperceptibly as she looks at you. They were very polite. She says, how long did it take you to get here? Today or the last time? Today. How long did it take? 45 minutes, an hour. So 45 minutes, an hour. She says, you must be famished. She says, um, I'll, have, I'll have them bring you some food. No. Um, she says, um, Attendant, she says, um, a plate of food for our visitor. And he says, he, he bows again, Geniflex, and says, as you wish, your imperious majesty. And he, he leaves. She says, are you aware of what day it is? Uh Yes, it's been summer's day. She says, and you decided to visit me on this most horrible of days. To be honest, I didn't think it through. 
And also, I didn't really know who you were, so it didn't make any sort of warning bells in my head. Also, I was off a couple of days this morning. I didn't even realize it was Midsummer's this morning. She says, so you claim ignorance is your excuse. No, it's not an excuse, it's just an explanation. She says, do you often ignorantly rush into things that you do not understand? Yes. <laughs> she says, a fool, but an honest one, I see. How else do you find out new things? She says, an intriguing philosophy. How very mortal of you. I suppose. Um, the, uh, uh, as, as, as she says that the, um, attendant comes back in with a, a plate of various fruits and, um, cheeses and a goblet that looks like wine, uh, and sets a little, uh, opens up a little, uh, kind of table and sets it on you next to you. It's very kind. Thank you. She says, please eat, drink. It is a merry day, is it not? It is. Well, I did just eat and drink a whole lot. You would refuse a gift from a queen? I'm not refusing. I'm just waiting, you know, for the food that I've already eaten to settle. She says, well, at least tell me how it tastes. Surely one grape. One sip of wine cannot hurt. She says, how will you know what it tastes like if you don't try it? I'll try it later. She says, surely you are ignorant of what my food tastes like. Yes, I am. She says, so clearly, according to your philosophy, you should just try some. Uh... Is there That's a reason exactly that you, is there a reason that you wish to offend me by not eating my food? A real I'm reason. Not wishing to offend you. I'm just wishing not to fuck myself over by eating your food. <laughs> but how would eating my food fuck yourself over? Such a such a crass way of phrasing that. I mean, if perhaps I'm wrong, but where I come from. We have stories. And while I have been mortal for a very long time, they do say sometimes gifts are not worth what you give in return. She says, tell me a story about us that your people tell amongst yourselves. Uh, Fuck. I didn't say that. <laughs> um, How much YA fiction do you read, Amanda? <laughs> all I can think of is Darby O'Gill and the Loyal People at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you meet the Leprechaun King, you hang out with him, you have some food and drink, and then you're not allowed to leave anymore because you had some face shit. Hey, you know, so just adapt that in character. That sounds perfect. No in character. Oh, there's a story. I'm not sure if it was 
it's actually published in the book. So who knows if it was ever real at all or where it came from. But it has a pattern that you see in a lot of tales. Um, unsuspecting mortal man comes across either a charming or beautiful fae individual, uh, spends some time with them, gets to either uh, eat or drink with them or make some sort of deal without meaning to, locked into a deal, locked into fae realms and are able to go anywhere else if they eat or drink. And I don't like being locked up places. She says, that is true. There are many that stumble here from the mortal plane without understanding of how our society works and the rules that we live by. Yeah. Just walk into the first palace they see and take up a court with the queen. That is a, a way to live your life. She says, do you reflect often upon the choices you make? Well, I've been me for only about three weeks, so no, I haven't. She says, and what do you mean by that? You've only been you for three weeks. Before, I was Brittany. That is not an answer. Well, that makes sense to me, but... Uh, I was Brindley, who was a human young woman. And then I got murdered. And then I got brought back to life, but I was no longer Brindley because Brindley had been dead. She says, and so where was the other you prior to three weeks ago? Buried. I was a hunk of ice for a little while in between. <laughs> if that maybe sparks any knowledge in your head. I tried talking to this uh, woman and she was only moderately helpful. So I'm afraid I don't have the entire story. She says, such a shame that one of my, one of my subjects should have been forced into such a misguided situation for so long. I was unaware. She says, would you prefer to go back to that ignorance of not knowing of your true self? No, Brittany is dead. What is it you do wish? Why have you come to see me? To be completely honest, it's because the last time you were told that I was gonna show up and then I disappeared. And I felt like it was rude to leave a painting like that. She says you were here before. Yeah. I was not made aware of this. I thought you, I got all the way into the foyer. 
She says, yes, my attendant did not see it fit to mention to me. I'll have to have a talk with him. Oh, I thought I was going to meet you. I must have misunderstood. Well, uh, out of character, he, he, you got there, you introduced yourself to him. He said, hey, I might disappear. Then you disappeared. Oh, I might have disappeared a little too fast. And you could disappear at any point now. Yes. Hmm. She says, um, we still have plenty of time. Oh, we do. That's excellent. Um, so what exactly are you queen of? She seems agog for a second. She says, I am the Winter Queen. I rule over all of the entire Winter Realm. You are my subject. Nobody told me that. Well, just because no one told you that doesn't mean it doesn't isn't true. Okay. No, I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying that I was unaware. She says, but you didn't answer my question. What is it you seek? Understanding. Hmm. Understanding about yourself, others, the world around you? Yes. Hmm. The world's very different now than it was when I was friendly. What would you... What would you give for this understanding? Really nothing. I was just hoping to get some information before you asked me if I wanted to make any sort of bargain, which I kind of did. (laughs) She says, so you've gained some understanding then? I know a lot more than I did before I came here. Excellent. Is there nothing else then? No, I guess not. Oh, then I've given you what you have come to get. You may leave my court. Mm -hmm. I will. Is there anything else? No. I just think you're being a little presumptuous. Explain. Well, I had told you what I had wanted from you. I did not tell you what I wanted you to give me in the future. It was already given without an agreement. Therefore, there has been no agreement. Did I say there was an agreement? No, I'm just saying you were feeling very smart about yourself. I just thought, you know, I'd set my boundaries, voice them, in case there was any misunderstanding. Did you think I had tricked you? No, you didn't trick me at all. 
I'm very confused by your reactions. I get that a lot. She says, if we were going to make an agreement, you would know. I know. I was just reminding you. You do not need to remind me of the rules. I am the ruler of this realm. I must admit that while I, found, fair, while I found the unexpected arrival of you to be suspicious, perhaps some sort of foolish assassination attempt, and while I was initially amused when it turned out that wasn't the case and you were just an idiot standing in my court, she says, I must admit I'm growing rather tiresome of your impudence and of your disrespect. I wasn't going to be disrespectful. She says, come into my court. Call me presumptuous. To be fair, I said it seems like you were being presumptuous. She says, do you believe that we creatures can only go by the letter of the word and not the intent? Do you, do you believe us to be such caricatures? I am drinking Amanda's wine. I'm not drinking. <laughs> I, I figured as much. <laughs> no. She says you you come in here with your wordplay, thinking that it, it exempts you from treating me, your ruler, with respect. To be fair, I am in a very strange place, and I don't know if any of this is real. You don't know if any of this is real. Mm-hmm. For all I know, I walked to the nearest house and somebody who thinks they're the winter queen is talking to me. It's the winter queen, right? Right? Mm -hmm. No, that's what I asked her. Yes, I am the winter queen. Okay. I assume that means there's like a summer queen or is it just like winter queen? She says, yes, there is a summer queen. And to, and to help your adult brain along, there is a spring queen and an autumn queen as well. Well, I assumed if there was a summer queen, there's probably others. Spring and autumn aren't that interesting to me. Don't tell them that. I'm sure they're very nice people. Well, the novelty of this interaction has worn thin so all right it's been slow she says and yes well um let's not do this again oh no she says we will never do this again sounds great um she uh she says attendant and the elagin you met earlier comes in and she says um Lead this one into a cell until she disappears. I do love seeing cells. What's that? said, so I do love seeing cells. Are we going to take the roundabout way there? Because I might disappear before I get to see how nice your cells are. She says, and if this impudent creature shows her face in my court again, she is not to be allowed entry. <laughs> Love it. Didn't like it here that much anyway. All right. So um, 
the attendant uh, gestures you towards uh, a, a door. This is uh, this way. I give a nice little curtsy and I follow him out. Uh, he leads you down a, a hallway and then down some steps uh, and gestures towards a cold cell. Points inside of it. Is it like colder than the other places in this cold place, or is yeah. it just like okay, <laughs> okay? And it, it's cold enough that you actually feel it and are a bit bothered by. Hmm. This is uncomfortable. Unfortunately, so he points to the bench. Says, "Please." What's your name? Me. He smiles. He says, "Nice try." You can give me a fake one. He says, he says, you may refer to me as attendant. That is Attendant. Enough. Thank you very much, attendant, for, you know, letting me in and then bringing me to talk to the queen. And uh, if she gets mad at you because you didn't mention me last time I visited, it's not my fault. And I think you see that the bench. He shuts the, uh, he shuts the cell door and says, well, of course it's not your fault. It'd be my fault. Mm -hmm. He says, you did very well in there, he says. He says, there are a few that could stand such a withering conversation with the queen and not come away having made a bargain with her. To be fair, I had no idea who she was coming here. So that helps a little bit. Just the pressure off. He says, um, well, let me know if you need anything. Uh, he says, it was quite interesting meeting you. Um, he says, uh, it does not sound like you'll be welcome back here, he says, but I, I quite enjoyed our, our five minutes together. Yes, it was very nice meeting you, attendant. Oh, can you give me a favor? That's a dangerous the question. There's a dangerous Oh, wait, question. yeah, never mind. <laughs> he, says, he says, unfortunately, the queen expects me to lock it, and it is, in fact, locked. Okay. Is it just like bars? Fair enough. All right, so Can I he, stick my hand out of the bar? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he he says, I will now return to my post. And he says, back near the foyer. He probably should. There might be assassination attempts. It's apparently a really bad day here. I didn't know that. He says, well, now you do. He says, "Good." He says, uh, "Good travels. Hopefully, you return to your plane soon." Yes, hopefully. So, bye. He he leaves. I'm assuming you're going to turn into something small and move through the bars. I'll wait a little while and see if. Uh, can, from the last time I was there, can I about tell when 45 seconds-ish might have gone past in? Um, so last time you were here for about three hours, you're, you're going on four. Okay. I'm going to get tiny and go outside the cell. Okay. You're going to be like a fly or something. Okay. What do you no, do? I'm just gonna cover for a sec. Give like 10, 15 minutes. And then I'm going to just, you know, try to see myself out. Mm -hmm. 
All right, you do find a window nearby that is cracked open. I fly out of the window. All right, you find yourself back outside uh, amongst the amongst the pine uh, in a sort of a courtyard. You see the walls uh, extend beyond you. You're in some what appears to be maybe some sort of the uh, main or or you know kind of in in castle foresty area. And I start flying back the way I came here from okay. the initial place. Yeah. As you fly that way, a couple sprites fly up next to you. They look much larger when you're the size of a fly. Mm -hmm. One of them says, where are you going? Hey, fly. fly. I can't answer. Where are you going? You know, I use says, one of my such slides to point. The other one says, I don't think I can talk. I point. And I buzz. Um... um does wild chip like polymorph if you run out of hit points, do you? Yes. Um, one of them says, uh, do you think it's the, no, no, it's just a fly. Well, how does a fly get here? And it's going to stab at you if it's trident. Oops. Okay, but I'm going to try to dodge it. Yeah, what's your AC? Your fly AC. Looking it up. Oh, no, that's the spell. <laughs> um, uh, they got a they got a 21 total, so I'm gonna assume that it hits. Wait, 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 wait. 21 to hit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, my AC is 12. Uh, and I'm assuming a fly probably has one or two hit points. Uh, I have 1d4 minus one hit point, so I'm going to roll for it. Yes, please do. I have three hit points. All right, they got three points exactly on their d6. So, <sighs> so they poke you with the trident, and then you turn back into a Brindley and fall into the snow. And one of them goes, ah, I told you! I told you! Yes, very good. The other one flies. So sorry, I thought you were a fly. I was going to eat you. I'm uh, glad you didn't because then I die in your stomach and then turn into myself and rip you to pieces. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I'm telling them. Mm -hmm. They look at each other and one of them goes, cool. Would that kill you permanently or what would happen with that? I have no idea. Okay. And then they are bored now that you're a person in fly. It was nice meeting you. Mm -hmm. So you you head back to where you came in and actually you find your footprints in the snow from before. So it's pretty easy. Um, and what happens when you, what do you do when you get there? Um, I sit down and I worry a little bit. <laughs> All right. Um, after a couple more hours, uh, you're starting to get hungry. I'm hungry. Okay. Uh, after a few more, you're ravenous and a little tired. Uh -oh. uh, at this point, you've been here for seven hours. This was such a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I'm going to open my bag. Mm-hmm. Have some snacks. All right. Uh, you pull out the snacks. Uh, they are frozen. That's fine. Like, I like frozen grapes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to, like, toss it in my mouth and let it defrost a little bit and okay. chew on it. Um, at hour 10, you're pretty exhausted. By this point, uh, you've been up about 24 hours. I'm going to walk kind of into the spruce forest a little bit and uh, cast my hearth in moonlight and shadow. Nice. Take a nap in it. All right. Um, uh, you have a restless sleep. Uh, and um, after about two more hours, uh, you suddenly find yourself warm uh, as you've popped back into the material plane. Oh, good. I was worried. Uh, so uh, Brindley pops back from her banished spell. So it's been 45 seconds uh, mm-hmm. since you all cast, since you cast the spell. Um, Brindley appears back laying on the ground. I thought maybe this did not work. Was everything all right? Yes, it was just longer over there this time. Probably something weird about midsummer or something like that. So last time I was there for about three hours. And this time I was there for how much was it altogether, Chris? Uh, almost 12. Almost 12 hours. Really? Mm-hmm. That's very curious. It is. I was starting to get a little nervous. Perhaps we should not do this again. I don't think I'm very welcome there at the moment anyway. So that's probably Put it get mildly. <laughs> <laughs> you should get some rest. Yeah, that's true. Thank you, idiot. I'm going to go to bed. I'll tell you more in the morning if you want. If you don't care, then that's fine too. I would be interested in hearing more. Okay. All right. After Rindley goes to bed, mm-hmm. uh, 88 is going to cast Sending. Mm-hmm. Hello, Xander. This is 88. Apologies for intruding in this matter, but I would like to ask you a question. How would you define justice? Who is Xander? X-17, the, the warforged who yeah. wants to start a nation on his own. Okay. Not on his own, but for warforged. Um. A response comes back after a moment. Uh, hello, 88. I'm glad you reached out to me. Unfortunately, at this moment, I'm a little occupied, but I will message you again soon with your answer. Okay. Uh, 
88 will cast sending again. Mm-hmm. Hello, Lucia. This is 88. <laughs> Apologies for intruding on you in this manner, but I would ask you a, would like to ask you a question. How would you define justice? Chris is like, damn it. <laughs> I said I'm going to ask you for a reason. No, no, no. I, I, I knew, Matt warned me about Xander. Uh, okay. <laughs> he did not warn me about Lucius. Now I have to think about this for half a pick. Twenty-five words, man. That's so. <laughs> oh man, um, Lucia says, um, "Hello, eighty-eight. It's just past midnight, and here I am, sitting outside your." estate. So funny that you should message me now. A very intriguing question. One that will take more, and I think that's for 25 words, Um, uh, but she messages you. Then 25 words. I would be very interested in having a long philosophical discussion with you. I would say over a drink, but we know that is not your thing. Didn't 88 bring her a drink before? No. Offered. Offered. I don't think she accepted. Um, Let me know when you'll be back at the estate and We'll discuss further. And you asked them both what they thought the meaning of justice was? Mm-hmm. You can respond to this message. I don't think she says that, but you can. Oh. <laughs> we may be returning in a few days. I look forward to seeing you. Okay. 88 is going to think quietly for a little while. And cast his last sending for today. Zori, this is 88. I am prepared to bargain for the return of Gwyn's body. What price do you require for him? Mm-hmm. 
damn it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Matt just just chucking curveballs at Chris right here at the end. <laughs> Little bit. She says, You're the sensible one. Gwyn, the last time I talked to him, refused to leave me in peace. What assurance would I have that he wouldn't hunt me down if returned? Sorry, that's she's normally a little more nasally than that. My throat's a little flimmy. And then you're out of sending spells. Uh, so after about five minutes, uh, she sends you again. She says, "I don't want to. I don't want to look over my shoulder for the rest of my life. I would need gold." and the assurance he never comes after me again. Can you assure me? I cannot make promises on his behalf. Gold I can acquire for you. And I can promise to do my best to dissuade him from pursuing you. If you would be willing to voluntarily place a Gaius on yourself, ensuring that you would stop Gwyn from hurting me, even if it meant killing him. That's, I think, well, I think that was 25. I'm the gayest, I'm the gayest. <laughs> Gotta promise I'm the gayest. Yeah, we haven't had a dais show up in a while. We haven't had a dais. You'll notice that, the, okay, fun fact. You'll notice that the queen was on a raised part of the floor, <laughs> oh, yes. otherwise known as... <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it, and I was like, no. Nah. But of course, then, now, you know, curveball, it's not a dais, it's a gaius. <laughs> <laughs> I am not capable of casting such a spell, but I would agree to have it cast upon me.
I can cast it. This is my last sending. Be in Hokkaido tomorrow, and I will send you a paper bird with the terms. Paper bird, one or two words? Two words. Okay, I just wondered. I have a really bad habit of counting syllables when you guys do that. Yeah, it's tough. I and sometimes I think I might slip over, and sometimes I think I might slip under. But I, I do my best with my fingers. <laughs> I. Matthew has forgotten. Mm -hmm. Can Nithis Nithis can teleport you back to to teleportation circles? Yep. Without being in a teleportation circle. She can just cast the spell. Yes, correct. Correct. Okay. Yes. I accept your terms. Okay. And she's out of sending spells, which she indicated, so. It makes me nervous. <laughs> it makes me nervous. <laughs> I'm asleep and totally not fretting about any of this at all. <laughs> okay. You're out of sitting spells. Is there anything else you'd like to do that evening? No. All right. It is the ninth of Calamity. It is Queen's Day. Um, Winchester wakes you up, Brindley. Hi, Winchester. Good morning. How was chasing the squirrel? I chased the squirrel. I did not find meaning in it. Well, did you miss my speech about how things don't need meaning? He says, do you know any games that you and I could play with me only having paws and no opposable thumbs? He says, I'd prefer something more intellectual than the chasing of wild animals. I do not see you running into the woods after them. But what if you didn't have to chase wild animals? What if you chased a really, really smart animal? What are you, what, what are you proposing? I'm proposing that I wild shape into something because I'd be a better chasing target than another. Would that be fun for you? I think so, as long as you promised. Actually, you know, it wouldn't matter if you accidentally killed what I was. I, I did not intend to bite or kill you. Oh, yeah, but you know, sometimes they have very, very few. Um, they're very low on life energy, and even psychopaths can do it. <laughs> <laughs> he says, if this, if this would be fun for you, then I'm willing to try it for you. I'm willing to try it, too. We can decide if, whether it's fun together. I like the sound of that. All right. Now, or if, if Gwen gets resurrected, he's going to be so mad about what you did. Be really happy. We're really happy. I don't know. <laughs> well, it, it it would be interesting. What happens to the celestial creature that was his steed? <laughs> Does it come back and? 
overweight. Well, he, he was always. It's always been Win, uh, Winchester. The the halo was just a signifier of his celestial nature. All right. Um, uh, you all wake up. Um, the kobolds actually have moved on. Uh, before you guys woke up, they. Uh, um, but uh, they did leave you all uh, breakfast. Oh, that's nice. Very nice. Good morning, Good morning, Wukreen. Good morning. Good morning, Nithis. Good morning. Good morning, Winchester. Good morning. Seemed chipper this morning. Winchester sits up a little straighter at being included in the good mornings. <laughs> Nithis. Huh? I require you to teleport us back to Hokkaido today. Okay, I'm. I was planning on maybe going home. What's up? I have begun negotiations for the return of Gwen's body. Hmm. And uh, how's that going? So far, it is promising. What kind of negotiation? What does she want? What could she possibly want? Cool. Other than our lives and our money. Money, yes. She wants money? Yes. How much? She did not say. Hmm. As I said, negotiations have begun. We have not settled on a final price. Okay. To be very careful with these indebted, they can't be trusted. I think they've learned that lesson, yes. <laughs> I think we should murder her. Just straight for the throat. Yeah. <laughs> I, you really think she'll give Gwen's body back? I believe her desire for greed is greater than probably any other desire she has. Fair enough. That's certainly consistent. All right, I guess we're going back to Hokkaido then. Can we leave in about an hour or two? If you would like. All right. I'm going to play with Winchester. <laughs> <laughs> Seems more fun in the woods. It's gonna be a. Um, what am I gonna be? I'm gonna be a rabbit. Okay. Um, at the end of your play session, Winchester says, "You're right. That was more fun, knowing that. Knowing that it was you I was playing with." I twitched my bunny tail. I'm still a bunny. Mm -hmm. All right. So Winchester and a bunny come back to you guys. A blue bunny. Oh, no, not a blue bunny. I keep forgetting. Uh -huh. <laughs> I just look like a normal bunny. Mm -hmm. Hi, it was me, the bunny. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm ready to go when you're ready to go. Yeah, okay. I will cast teleportation circle and take us to the proper circle. 
All right, so you head back to your shrine uh, up on the hills overlooking Hokkaido. Um, the, wolf, the wolves nod respectfully as you arrive, though they kind of sniff and growl at Wu. He's all right. What about, what about Winchester? <laughs> they don't seem to notice a difference. They, they notice. Does yeah, the wolf in charge having cast a spell and cast spent time with Winchester? Does that fact that he can talk to us seem at all familiar? Well, Winchester hasn't said anything yet, but oh no, I'm saying the the main wolf. Oh, what about him? He seemed like he was awakened at one point. Oh, you're not sure. He can definitely talk. Yeah. He, he also cast magic, so maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> it may be something else. Yeah, that's true. I thought he was just like a high-footed little druid doing his shit. He said he wasn't a person. All right. Um, so you'll head back to Hokkaido. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Uh, you're able. You're able to make it back to uh, the city by midday. Uh, no strange encounters in the woods this time. Good. Um, all right. So, uh, what do you do when you get back to the back to the city? Shall we go to the Ruby Spear? Yeah, I look at. Yeah. All right. Sounds fine with me. As you're making your way through the city, a um, paper bird flies. When you get halfway to the Ruby Spear, a paper bird fly, uh, flies over and lands on your shoulder. Eighty-eight. I read it. Um, uh, the paper bird says, um, uh, um, it gives you the name of a tavern uh, and then tells you that um, if you want to negotiate, come alone. And uh, if, if Zori detects even a hint of Chicanery, she'll burn the body and you'll never see her again. Uh, so she directs you to a uh, tavern called the Exalted Archer, which is actually, oddly enough, about two blocks from where you are currently. Okay. Oh, Zora wishes to meet. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Zora wishes to meet with me alone. That seems like a great plan. No, I hate it. <laughs> However, I can mind link with you up to 100 feet. So that if you need help, I can be just 100 feet away. I can give you a token. And as long as you're within 10 miles, you can send me a message. And I can watch you like it. I almost screamed out loud right into all my friends' ears, Paul. Really? Why? Because you scared me. You came up from behind me and grabbed my ankle without me seeing it. <laughs> I thought you saw me coming down I did not. <laughs> it's really loud. I worry that she might detect the presence of the token. However, I do not know that she would be aware of the mind link. 
Yeah, I don't know how that she could be because there's nothing physical about it. Well, how if far is would... your feet though? That's not very far away, right? That's if you would like to wait a short distance from the outside of the tavern. That's like a building and a half away, probably. Yeah. Chris? Yeah, that's about right. I could definitely find somewhere within a hundred feet to hide, right? Yeah. Probably a stealth check. Me? Yep. Um, what about you, Wu? Um, I, th- I, I go think... with her and cast my hearth. So, I, I... Can we do that? Wouldn't that be a strange bubble of shadow in the middle of the city? I mean, several blocks away from where you're going to be, and we Not get several blocks, like a building and a half. Fine, a few blocks away. Not even a half a block away in a back alley would be this little okay. buildings that are not if she's in there she won't see it well what about pass without trace do you have that no i don't have that oh, okay. i'm just saying you get plus five stealth if you're in my little hidey hole i'm not we can just not do it but i mean is it actually going to look like a block of shadow or is it going to blend in with its surroundings it's an invisible 30 foot sphere. Yeah. So I guess it blends, it helps you blend in. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't be that obvious. It's up to you. It's a risk. If you walk into it, you'll see it. Or you won't see it, but you'll know it's there. So we can find like an alleyway or a backyard and pop up in the corner. Can we walk with it or do you have to cast it if it stays in the same place? Okay, it has to stay in the same place. Pretty sure it has to stay in the same place. Like, so sure I'm not even really reading it to double check. Amanda, could you tilt your camera up and to the left just a little bit? <laughs> I'm not. Chris. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm terrible. Centered <laughs> um, on that point, yeah, so it does not move. I think that once we get that close, we should not have any magic just in case. Because we don't know what she's actually capable of. More. I I think you're playing a dangerous game, but I'll abide by your decisions. I mean, we could also just do nothing. Yeah, I'm not going to leave him in there by himself, and I'm not going to blow the deal by saying he shouldn't go. Those are really our only two options, right? And we can wait a hundred feet away around the corner and just chill until he says, no, it's not going to work. So, I mean, can we, so 88 is going to go down one street. Can we go down another street and like, I'll make eye contact with him from the alley type of thing. Can you not just set it up now while we're here talking? Yeah, I guess I could, but if we, get more than 100 feet away, it breaks. What does the layout look like? Like, where we're going? Uh, so, so let me narrow it down. Is it like ramshackle huts and back alleys? Or are these like well-maintained streets and upright buildings? Uh, it's, it's, um, it's, it's a less uh 
sort of looking for wealthy district than the Ruby Sapphire district. So it's got, uh, it's not quite as bad as the um, place you went to or Loreleth, but it's got like a lot of, a um, lot of uh, weird alleys and twisty, twisty turns and things like that. Um, kind of run downish buildings. Um, plenty of places to hide. Okay. So I, I think that we just go ahead and I'll, I'll mind link with 88 now. And I should be able to tell when he's getting towards the 100 feet walking ahead of us. Mm -hmm. We'll just stay that far back. We know where he's going, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Assuming he shares it. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So once we get within a hundred feet, I will find us, we'll go down an alley or something like that so that we're not immediately visible. My only concern is that someone's going to see us walking behind him going up to the location. Yeah, as you uh, get closer, you realize that, um, yeah, the, the, uh, the kind of military strategist in you um, that this kind of freaks out a little bit because yeah there's like you would need like a whole like uh squadron of soldiers to like secure this area there's no way to like there's no no obvious choke points lots of ins lots of outs uh, almost like it was intentionally chosen to be uh <laughs> pretty pretty open is there a place to hide though yeah oh lots of places to hide a disturbing number of places to hide <laughs> <laughs> So I hate this even more than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I forgot to take notes because I was so upset about this. Um, well, we hide. Okay, let me stealth check for both of you. Both of you ah. stealth checks. Woo, are you, what are you doing, Woo? Um, I'll, I'll go with them. Okay. Before 88 leaves us, I want to cast Enhance Ability upon him. Nice. And give him advantage on charisma checks. I would prefer you did not. No, nothing at all. No. I hate this person. <laughs> I know. I I was uh, chatting about that earlier uh, in the car with Caitlin about how much you all hate <laughs> hate Zori. Hate Zori. Oh God! I think I think you hate Zori more than you hated any other antagonistical NPC that I've made. Or maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I was gonna say it's clearly or 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 she's the close second, I think. Yeah. But when I go three for three for three and killing eighty eight with her, I think that'll really seal the deal. <laughs> 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 no. Um. All right. Um. So you all you you you're in place. What'd you get on your stealth checks? I used my inspiration to hopefully get something better than that. All right. Slightly better. Twelve. Uh. I need one from Wu and Brindley as well. Wu, you get to roll yours with advantage because you've never, you've never met Zori. Oof. Five. Although I can use my inspiration too. Thirteen, that's better. Okay. What'd you get, Amanda, again? Sorry. Eleven. Eleven. All right. Um, so, 88. Do you go to the tavern? I do. All right. You walk in. Um, it's kind of a, you know, 
not quite a dive, not quite a nice bar. It's just kind of a middle of the road tavern. Uh, you notice that there's four uh, entrances. It's kind of on a, it's on a corner and it's got multiple entrances on each street. Um, uh, it's pretty empty at this hour of the day. Uh, you're here a little afternoon. So it's just after the lunch rush and that kind of dull, you know, after lunch, pre-dinner, you know, mm-hmm. where a diner is often empty. Uh, you see a table uh, that has a little placard on it that says reserved and it has 88 written beneath it. <laughs> I will sit at that table and pull out my Rose Tavern mug. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Tavern Keep comes over. Uh, he's a, a kind of a big six foot two burly sort of looking guy uh, with a pot belly uh, and a big apron. He says, uh, you uh, 88? Yes. Uh, he says, I was paid a handsome sum of money to hand you this. And he gives you a small, a small uh, slab about you know that big and that thin. <laughs> It's a cell phone. <laughs> I take it. <clears throat> well, uh, you came you came mostly alone. I, I can see that. She says, uh, your friends are in the alley, but I don't think they see me. She says, as long as they stay there, I think we can continue to negotiate in good faith. They will stay there as long as I do not feel that I am in imminent danger. She says, uh, if anyone here is in danger, it's me. That's right, bitch. (laughs) Have you considered the price for Gwyn's return? She says, yes, a a bargain for a friend of such stature as his. She says, a thousand gold pieces. And how would you like that delivered? You agree to the price? I do. No negotiation! Why is nobody negotiating? <laughs> Idiot has a minus two charisma. Caitlin <laughs> this find this horrible. <laughs> just, 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 just like that. You agree? For the return of my friend, yes. She says, um, she says, call the bartender over and ask Ask for the bag special. One question before I do. Yes? I have been told by another indebted that those killed by indebted cannot be resurrected. Is this true? There's silence. Yep, that's what I thought. Who did you talk to? Loreloth. And you believe the words she said? <laughs> She'd say anything to get out of whatever situation you had her in. <laughs> Now I believe her more. <laughs> yep, now I definitely believe her more. <laughs> you have not denied it. As such, we may need to negotiate a lower price. She 
she says, give me a moment. I need to consult something. <laughs> my my dead kobold price list. <laughs> Is this a rare or a common item? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think when is a legendary corpse. So as such. <laughs> She says, I've been given assurances that if you pay the full thousand gold pieces, his body will be able to be resurrected. She says, if it, she says, um, if his soul is willing to return, she says, which is beyond my control or that of my God, he should be willing to be, he should be able to be resurrected. She says, we can, we can, we can work it into the Gaius. Negaeus, Negaeus. <laughs> she says, um, I know you have no reason to trust me and I don't really trust you either. She says, last time I saw the lot of you, you tried to kill me. And I have no doubt that if you saw me again, you would do the same. But this is business. Oh, I hate this whore. <laughs> she says, what assurance can I give you that this restriction has been removed from him? I cannot think of any. She says, then you'll have to trust me. <laughs> For an exchange of 1,000 gold, you agree then to return Gwyn in a state where he is able to be resurrected. And his personal effects Give me just a moment. I need to see what was on Gwyn when he died. She says, counter offer, his personal effects, save for his sword, which I've already sold and the money that was on him. That is agreeable. She says, no one would buy the monogrammed bag of holding. <laughs> actually, I have that. Oh, okay. I think you have mine, actually. Oh, I thought I had guns. Yeah, it's mine. Oh, okay. Uh... Nobody would buy that. Oh, wait, no, no. 
I still have oh. my monogrammed bag of holding. I thought yeah, I gave no, my brand was, Yeah, I think it was Gwen's. Okay. Sorry. And I have his cloak of billowing. Yes, you do. Yeah. Um, All right. Anyway. <clears throat> so the bag special. So anyway, sorry. She, the bag is fine. It's in there. So she says, she says, I'll tell if, if he wants. I can tell him where I sold the sword. He can buy it himself back if you'd like. Yeah. Though the shop owner was already familiar with it, so I assume he knows where it was. And there's no way in hell we're going to get the money back, <laughs> enough money to buy that thing back. <laughs> Very well. I will call over the bar the bartender. He says, yeah. I would like the bag special, please. Okay. He reaches into his apron pocket and pulls out a bag and puts it on the table. I open the bag. It is a bag of holding. I reach into the bag. It is empty. I turn the bag inside out. There's nothing inside of it. You gotta give her the money first. I now have an empty bag of holding. Is this your first deal? Put the money in the bag, give the money back to the bar bag back to the bartender. I want to see Gwen's body first. Here's the thing, 88. I don't trust you. I don't trust your friends. I hold the cards in this deal. You want Gwen's body back. I don't trust I don't trust you and your friends to to let that bartender give me my money after after I show you the body. Well, this bitch having trust issues with us. Uh, <laughs> also, how dare she not trust 88? Right? Insulted. All the people you should trust here is 88. Do you want your friend back or not? I do. Then put the money in the bag, give it to the bartender. Even with no assurance that you will not take the money and then not fulfill your end of the agreement. She says, I still have to put the Gaius on you, don't I? You could also just escape with the 1,000 gold. She says, the bartender's going to hold on to it. He's not going to leave. <laughs> 88 is going to put... 900 gold pieces, five platinum pieces, and a Jasper gem worth 50 gold into the bag. Oh, that's so much money. That is literally, I have five copper left. Yep. We're gonna need I it. did get 12 grand last time. I thought it was only 1,200. No, she got actually a lot, a shit ton of money. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it was, it was a lot, <laughs> and none of you all wanted a piece of it either. So I told her I don't 
wanted a piece of it. Oh, a piece all of right. what? She got all those gems out of the uh, purple worm. Each there's like thousands and thousands of dollar gold pieces worth of gems. Did we I know that? I didn't, I didn't know we knew about it. She she came out with the sack of gems. She never really got into it. I guess yeah. I didn't get into it, but I was not keeping it secret. <laughs> That's how she awakened uh, Winchester. That's how she's crying now. <laughs> All right. She says, bartender has the money. She says, come up to room 202. I go up to room 202. Um, you open the door and standing in front of you, sword out and flaming, you see Zori. She says, she, she's sitting there holding her sword. She's not in a non-threatening manner, but she has it out. She says, you're willing to, she says, you're willing to put the gas on yourself. Or she says, you're willing to let me put the gas on you. I am. She says, come in and shut the door. I walk in and I shut the door. She sheathes her sword. Looking around the room, do I see anything that looks like a cobalt body in a sack or in a bag or anything? <laughs> no, though she does have what appears to be a bag of holding on her, on her hip. She says, after we, after we conclude this transaction, I'm going to leave Hokkaido. She says, I'm not going to tell you where, but I give you my word that I won't impersonate Gwen any longer. That's really it. That's all I'm going to, that's all I'm going to give you my word on. But, uh, not that it's worth much. Mm -hmm. And she says, I'm aware that once you get powerful enough that you can remove this gaius. She says, so it's... Actually, you can, you can remove it with a third level spell. Huh. Huh. Yeah, you can. Huh. Yeah, that's... Already bargained. He's yeah, got the money. <laughs> yeah, well, I fucked up. All right. <laughs> I have did not take it just so that I could do it as soon as you did that. <laughs> ah! She says, um she says, uh All right. Well, she says, I just want you to remember that even that this gayest she says uh is a promise that you're making. She says, and I want you to swear it, she says, upon your God. She says, swear to Inca that you will not allow Gwyn through action or your inaction to cause me any harm and that you'll do everything you can to stop him from harming me, including his death. I swear, and I will reach up and touch my holy symbol. 
One second. I swear to Inca, artisan of the forge, that I will do all that I can to prevent Gwyn from harming you, Zoring, even if that requires his death or mine. I really hate that. <sighs> she says, a deal's a deal. And she disappears. Outside in the alley, um, you look up and you see falling from about 10 feet above you, a corpse. <laughs> I uh, cast something. Uh, I cast cast corpse. Yeah. <laughs> I cast, oh God. Uh, <laughs> and as you're sitting there trying to figure out what to cast, it falls into the ground with a sickly thump. Uh, and, you see, and you see the uh, body of your deceased friend, Gwen. Uh, laying there in front of you with a large hole over his heart. Uh, so I'll talk to 88 and said, well, Gwen's body just fell out the sky and landed with a very big splat. Is that part of the deal? That would indicate that against all odds, Zora kept her word. This bitch. I'm coming to join you. <laughs> And maybe it will leave the tavern and go to join the rest of them. You head back downstairs. Uh, the barkeep is no longer there. Mm -hmm. There's another barkeep there in this place. I don't mind. I just walk out. Mm -hmm. I will pick up Gwyn. Sorry, I just want the exact wording of this promise down. You don't know anything about a promise. My notes do, though. <laughs> He's trying to go back and listen to it. Mm -hmm. I 88 swear to Inca, artisan of the forge, that I will do all everything in my power to prevent Gwyn from hurting you, Zori, even if it require his death or mine. I mean, I, I, I didn't have exact wording, but I wanted the exact feeling of that promise because <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm going to forget it happened. <laughs> so she didn't actually cast the gaius. She just made me promise. She was never in the room with you. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, oh well. Uh, now, it's, 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 above us ready to drop a freaking Well, it's on one of those us. things, yeah, like she could put a gaius on you, but you could remove it. So why even? Yeah. Sure. Why spend the coin needed to cast the spell? <laughs> um, I will lift... Gwyn up. Um, friendly. Chris, did you see my message I sent you? Oh, I did not, no. Okay. Because I'm not there. Oh. You're what? Brindley's not there, apparently. Oh. What? Yes, Brindley is not there. Where did Brindley go? I wouldn't notice that. I'm stealthed. I wanted off. All right. Um, what? While we were distracted by the corpse. Brindley, where Before are that. you? Um, early on, I, I guess I probably just said, uh, I'll be back in a bit. I gotta to run to the bathroom. And left about 300 yards away. 
or 300 feet away and cast uh, locate object on my ring that 88 made me mm. to see if her stash is anywhere around here. It pings. Oh, shit. Uh, it is 200 <laughs> feet to the south of you. Oh, my God. Run, go, oh! run, go. Friendly. Um, Don't the party. Do you, do you follow it? I follow it to get an idea of what's going on around here, yes. So you, you follow the ping sound. Um, and much to your terrible disappointment, you find your ring. Mm -hmm. It is the window of a pawn shop. Aww. That's uh, fun. But you see it there. With a little placard behind it, uh, it's apparently fresh arrivals. I go into the pawn shop. Oh no. Where'd it go? <laughs> what happened? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the door opens. Uh, you see a stout, uh, uh, stout dwarf behind the counter. He looks up at you and he says, "Yeah, what do you want?" Hello. Um, are you aware that you are selling stolen items? <laughs> he says, "Are you some sort of law enforcement?" Yes. Well, no, I'm just adjacent to law enforcement. Uh, I was murdered over the ring in your window, and I would like a good deal on buying it off of you, preferably what you sold it for. I'm not heartless. Roll me an intimidation check. <laughs> With Show advantage, because you look weird as fuck. <laughs> Show me your extra knuckles. Yeah. Ooh, 18 plus intimidation. 19. <laughs> uh, and Matthew, those were made out of silver or platinum? platinum. They were made out of platinum and are worth 50 gold pieces. He says, I paid uh, He says, I paid 25 gold pieces for it. And he says, now normally I'd sell it to you for 50 because that's what it's worth. He says, but I tell you what, you give me 25 gold pieces, you get that ring back you never darken my doorstep again. Does that sound fair? Yeah, it does. Uh, can you break a, <laughs> a gem worth 4,000 gold? What? Wait, I thought those things were all worth 50 gold. No. I thought they were worth 500 each. Oh, yeah, they're all worth 500 gold. One worth 500 gold. Oh, my goodness. He's never going <laughs> to... Yeah, I thought you got like a thousand gold or something like that. You're saying you got like I got four thousand gold plus two diamonds worth five hundred gold, five thousand gold altogether. Okay, you said actually I have ten gems worth four thousand gold. Isn't there one that's kind of smaller and a little closer <laughs> to the price? <laughs> you put you you just put them all in as currency on your thing, right? Yeah, except for the diamonds. He says there is a slight fee 
for appraising and selling gems. He says, I tell you what, he says, we'll call it 30 gold. Sounds fine to me. All right, so just take 30 gold off your currency. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> he hands you the ring. Uh, and he says, um, You said your friend. You said uh, you said you uh, you died. Yeah, I was murdered. The fucking world we live in. Here's your ring. Now get the fuck out of my shop. It's a pleasure never seeing you again. And I put my ring on and I walk out the door. All right. Uh, meanwhile, uh, you make your way back to the tavern and you see your friends frantically looking for you. <laughs> Probably, well, I'm actually, guessing. Actually, Brindley would have gotten ascending from 88. <laughs> Brindley, do you have a diamond worth 500 gold? Uh, yes, I do. I have two. That's good. Brindley also, has... I see you up ahead. I'll be right there. And I stand for forward. <laughs> we need what I found. Very nice. Where was it? Uh, pawn shop. We will need to find a temple where Gwen can be resurrected. Mashi has been good to us. It's pretty close, right? Uh, it's not too far. Do you believe they will require another favor? I mean, I'd give them all the favors. I mean, I mean, if they did, that'd actually be pretty cheap compared to what they could ask us for. And they don't seem like Terrible people. They're, what are they? What's their domain again? Luck, fortune. Luck. Yeah, I'm okay owing them a favor. Where did you get the ring again? Pawn shop. Whereabouts? I give them directions. <laughs> it's not the time, Will. <laughs> I'm just filing it away. That's all. Are we gonna head for a temple? That's where he said. Oh, and yes. Gwyn has all of his items minus the sword and his coin coin pouch. Uh, minus his sword and his coin. Yep. Okay. So that's the direction eighty-eight is heading. Unless some, anyone has a better idea. That's where I'm going. Is Brindley coming? Because she. Yes, Brindley is coming. <laughs> so you all make your way over to the Mashiha Temple near the. Brindley just wanted to find her ring, and she's happy, so she's doing whatever. <laughs> yeah, the ruby spear. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, you walk in, um, and when you walk in, you actually see um, the priest there, uh, priestess there, um, uh, with the. Uh, table already set up, and the material components already out. That's creepy. What did they tell me to call them? Uh, priestess. Or priest, priest, sorry. Priest. Priest, okay. And it's the same one, right? Or can I just not tell a difference? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they speak to you familiar, familiarly. I like to think they have a collective conscience. <laughs> That's just fun in my head. Yeah. 
Uh, guess you were expecting us? Um, the, uh, the priest nods, um, <laughs> and her, her face, um, the look on her face is, uh, just kind of, just kind of, uh, just not surprised, but just sort of, um, embarrassment. Uh, and, uh, they nod and they say, we have known this was coming for some time. How? We cannot tell you everything, but when we resurrect your friend, the time for the favor will be upon us. She's got like a prophecy vibe, which has got me a bit uncomfortable. Is that what the vibe we're looking for here? Um, Nithis does in fact say that. Um, what is a prophecy? Uh, there is many paths, many fates. Um, there is no predetermined outcome, but there is a road you will need to go down. So the, the, the destination and the path you take to get there are, of course, entirely up to your actions. You know, it's fine. <laughs> I'm cool with it. It's, I don't mind. Y'all haven't done anything overtly evil that I can tell. Is there going to be another favor after this one in order to resurrect Gwen? No, the favor covered both resurrections. Well, that's a fucking kicker, isn't it? Let's get this show on the road, kids. <laughs> We're if we know it was two resurrections, we would have been careful. No, to that's a lie. The price of one favor. Um, they say there's a fuck ton of linen, and we're good. Big fucking favors. They say if we had told you about the second resurrection, you would have done things differently, and the second resurrection would not have been required. Probably not. We probably would have needed two more resurrections. (laughs) Uh, Also, you realize at this point that Wu is no longer there. What? Where did he go? At some point when you were walking here uh, with Gwen, uh, he... He dipped. He dipped. He's probably at the pawn shop. Yeah. Tearing things down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, 88 puts Gwen on the table and starts undressing him. Mm-hmm. All right. They dress him down uh, and begin the process of painting the arc- or the divine sig- sig- uh, sigils on him um, that are required to bring one back to life. I give uh, them the diamond. Mm-hmm. They're selling the diamond, right? Yes, yep. They place it on his chest. Um, Gwyn. Can you hear us? Unmute your mic, Sean. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Gwyn. Um, it is day one million. You're not sure. It has been an eternity in the shadowy realm uh, that you find your soul in. You've been shambling, 
out of your control for what seems like time in memoriam. All right, that's I, I could really identify with that, actually. Yeah. Um, Sounds like and uh, as per usual, the only way that you can really mark the passage of time is he appears again. The well-dressed man with the beautiful face and the two perfect smile. Hello, Gwen. Oh, it must be so terrible to be in such pain. He says, I, I come to you again as a friend. I could take this all away. I could give you your life back. All it would cost is a little money. But what's money to one such as yourself? Wouldn't life be worth so much more than money? And uh, in, these, in these exchanges are the only time that you can talk. <laughs> I'm trying to think. It's day one million, so I would have cycled through most of them. I, I give it a little bit of a a little bit of extra oomph when I say fuck off. Got to keep oh, your pipe So working. unfortunate, one so dedicated to the arts, yet such a terrible singing voice. I just don't understand. I come here giving you mercy. I am a merciful God. You're a, you're a lying hack. Your words are arrows. They hurt me. Good. All I care about. It's ending the suffering for you. I'd love to see you bleed, motherfucker. <laughs> he says, unfortunately for me, he says, this is the last time I can make the offer. He says, so I give you one last chance. I will never make this offer again, Gwen. After this, you're on your own. And he kind of gestures at the vast, the vast dark expanse that is the Shadowfell. You see some other souls just sort of shambling in their sort of zomboidal forms nearby. Do you wish me to take this away? This is the last chance you'll ever get. I will never make you this offer again. I know you've said no so many times, but this is your last, your very last chance to say yes. Act now. Well, Supplies are running out. <laughs> I will, I, I will summon up as, as much energy as I can and secure in my Faith in Chalik, I tell you, to leave me to my shambling, you oily-haired cart salesman. Um, he uh, he leans down, 
puts his hand on your shoulder. You find yourself unable to talk any longer. <laughs> and he just says, you will never know joy. You will never know peace. He says, anything that you manage to achieve, he says, will be nothing before me. Goodbye, Gwyn, but not for the last time. And as he says that, he gets up and disappears. And you feel another, another energy reach out to you. One that is a little more mysterious and neutral. A mask appears in front of you. A look of anticipation on its face. Gwen, do you wish to return to your body? Do you wish to return to life? I do. Are my friends there? And as you say, you don't even say, are my friends there? As you say, are, you wake up uh, and take in a gasp of breath uh, as you find yourself laying on a cold stone table, a knotted scar uh, still permanently uh, on your chest, uh, freshly healed over with um, just kind of shiny keloidal scar tissue. And all your friends are standing around you. Yay! Fuck Micaeus! <laughs> hey, Gwen. Yeah. Micaeus is a dick. <laughs> I'll just drape his cloak over him. <laughs> <laughs> Am I really hey, alive? Yes? I'm just making sure. You never know. I think so. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like a... I'm, I'm not white, am I? You're not. No, if you think so, you right. probably are. It's when you don't think so that things are weird. Well, things are definitely weird. You I should come back from the dead. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of there's a lot of soul shuffling down there that shouldn't be there. Well, I don't even know if I. As you say it, the memories of that time start to fade. Down it's, where? It's hard to it's hard to hold on to this afterlife. Oh, in the underground. I don't know, but it was bad. I do remember it was bad. I'm very relieved this worked because I was pretty sure it wasn't going to. We are, we are a group of long shots, that's for sure. <laughs> the shot is getting longer. Yeah. And I think just yesterday you told us what that you yeah, 88 is messaging Uriel. <laughs> he's dead and he can't come back. But <laughs> but he's back. <laughs> Sorry for the heartbreak. We didn't try hard enough to start with. Listen, we just wanted to make sure you really wanted him back. Walk all the way to Dragon Shadow again. <laughs> I was no I, because necessarily. I, 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 88, 88 has met uh, his aunt essentially, so you can 
sending. Okay. I ran out of sending spells before I could send and see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm alive. Idiot, are you really uh, messaging? Uh... Yes, I'm messaging his family and telling them that he's alive again. Oops. All right. All right. Um, I know we're running late, but let's just go a little longer because I'd like to get all that in while it's still fresh, especially okay. since we're going to be off for two weeks. Um, so uh, you all, um, the the priest says, um, um, your friend will require some time to recover. I'm sure you have other things to attend to. When you are ready to under when you are ready to undergo the favor. Return here, but make sure it is within a year and a day. Oh, that's like plenty of time. Yeah, we'll be 20th level by then. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Thank so, you for doing this. Thank you. Thank you for what you are yet to do. Oh, that still sounds really threatening. <laughs> I know you don't mean it to, but nonetheless. I'm 100% behind whatever it was. <laughs> whatever it is. I give Gwyn all this stuff, Gwyn all this stuff back. Right oh, now. yeah. Uh, yeah, you find your money and your sword missing, but everything else is there. Son of a... Apparently your sword is... Oh, wait, never mind. I don't hear that. I'm going to remove it. Zero? No. Click on it, and then there should be a button on the window that comes up that says remove. Ah, remove. Okay. I unencrypt it. Okay. So, um, where do you all go from here? I think we probably. You guys. Real, really quickly, as they're heading out, I want to ask the priest. Um, if it felt any different when I was resurrected as opposed to when Gwen was resurrected. What do you mean? Like, was the sensation of casting the spell different? Was there any different response? Um. Is it colder? <laughs> oh, it, it was not colder. The sensation for me was the same, though I imagine that the two of you went through very different ordeals in returning to life. Okay. Thank you. And I tied up with my friends. All right. So, where are you going to go? Uh... Can I suggest that we go away from this location quickly so Ukraine doesn't find us because I didn't really like him? <laughs> I was going to suggest we try to locate Ukraine. Oh, that's the opposite of what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm kind of like hunched over and shivering. Who's Ukraine? Oh, we replaced you with him for a little bit, but he stopped. I don't replace him. Kinda. Winchester, oh, hold up. Winchester comes up to you, Gwen, and says, hello, Gwen. I'm glad you're back. I can talk now. Blame Brindley. 
You're welcome. Happy resurrection. I I get I get down on my knees and give him a big hug. It's good to see you, Winchester. I don't know much about my time before my awakening, but I do know that I missed you greatly. I missed you too. Um, he says. Um, but I also love Brindley now too. That's okay. Brindley is pretty lovable. All of them are pretty lovable. Wow, what night and day. <laughs> um, all right, so what are you all going to do? Uh, well, I mean, we've got a year and a day on this favor. Who wants to go back to our manor where no strangers can get to us? Brindley does. I'd like a nap. Yeah, we can rest there and be safe and not have people come into our rooms while we're sleeping and murder us. I would also like to return to the manor, but I think we should find Wu Green and at least let him know that we are leaving if we no longer desire to travel with him. Fair enough. I can just locate person. Well, you, you guess the pawn shop, so you okay. You head back there. Uh, and as you get there, you see Is it level? <laughs> you see a dwarven man go flying out the plate glass window in the front as a man in smoking armor comes out, uh, comes just walking out. Uh, and you know, after him, he looks up at you guys and says, "Oh, I think Sean, you can do this." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the lead. I was. I I assume you have your little friend back, and you'll be on your way. We sure will. Uh, the dwarf just looks at you guys and says, "Help me!" <laughs> if you run across any other indebted, let me know. I'm sure I can are help. Gonna, are you going to kill him? No. I just need to know where he... The dwarf looks at you and says, oh, you're not? No. I might knock you around a little bit, but if you if you give me the information that I seek, then you won't have any problems, unless you're an indebted. I don't even know what that means. You should just tell him he is weird. <laughs> Every time Wukreen speaks in my head, I just, a cab, all cops are bastards. <laughs> Let's go home to our creepy ass manor guy. <laughs> yeah, if we hear anything else about indebted or anything like that, uh, that's not near us, we'll let you know. Sounds good. And I start asking the uh, dwarf where the... Where he got the where he got the ill-gotten gains. All right, uh, so you're leaving to his interrogation. Uh, are we taking the temple or is Nithis teleporting us back? And teleport us back, get us there basically immediately. Okay. All right. So when you... we pop back into the manor, idiots casting dispel magic on Winchester to break the charm. <laughs> Can you cast spell magic? Because I was going to greater restoration him to get rid of charm. After I said some nice stuff to him about Winchester, uh, Gwen being back. <laughs> I'll let you do it. That's fine. Okay. Uh, so you arrive back at your estate. Uh, your, which it's been actually a little while. I think you all. God. Uh, Month and a half. Maybe. 
and it's not been a month, but it's been yeah, it's been weeks. Uh, you've been gone for weeks. Um, it's, it's really something wrong with my house. What's that? There no, there's nothing wrong with your house. I'm just that's right. Just reminding, I just want to, you know, it's okay. our, we, we often forget the time and stuff. So I just want to remind you all where we how long the carriage been. up to Vadka. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as we appear in the basement. So did you guys figure out the whole zombie, uh, the whole vampire thing? Of course what? not. You were um, dead. What? How, long, how long have I been dead? Not very long. Uh, um, uh, as you as you pop into the basement, Blair floats in. Uh, he says. Oh, hello. Welcome back. It's been some time. Glad to see you're all back. Uh, no worse for wear. Um, you have zero letters and one package waiting you. Oh, package. Yes, it's upstairs. Would you like me to bring it down for you? or No, we'll, no, we'll do it. Up. Yeah. <laughs> How were things, Blair, while we were gone? Um, oh, very I'm well. I'm worried about this package. <laughs> Um, uh, um, he says, uh, he says, fine. Um, uh, the vampires have been coming to the edge of the property every day at midnight, you know, one at a time. Uh, with, uh, they stay for five minutes and they leave, but aside from that, uh, it's been pretty quiet. Uh, though last week, a rogue uh, bear got on the grounds and I had to show him off with a broom. <laughs> Great job. He says, I thought I, did. I handled it fairly well. Thank you. You did. Awesome. So this package. He says, yes, would you like it in the sitting room? Or he says, I, I've, I've got it currently stored in the, in, the, uh, in the pantry. In the pantry? Well, I didn't know where else to put the packages. Okay, well, go ahead. It's just kind of where I store stuff that I would like easy access to, but don't need right away. <laughs> Bring it on out. Uh, all right. Uh, so he leads you into the sitting room, uh, and he uh, goes into the pantry. And comes back out with a, uh, a wooden box that's about yay big, as nailed shut. Somebody want to cast identify on that or, or something? <laughs> I will cast identify on the box. I mean, detect magic. No, I don't have detect magic. Oh. I have identified. Just detect magic. Oh, okay. Uh, and there's no magic emanating from the box. Okay. There's no magic. All right. Well, I'll open the box. All right. So you undo the nails from the crate and open it up. Uh, inside, you see a bottle with a sort of amber brown liquid inside of it um, and a little note uh, that has um, your name on it. My name? Yeah. What's it say? You open it up, uh, and it says, uh, Nithis, uh, I'm pleased that you are a whiskey lover. This is from my private vintage, age 60 years, bottled 400 years ago. Yours, Lusa. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is still going to be as complicated as it always was. <laughs> uh, is the bottle sealed? Yeah. Um, Blair, can we get three glasses? 88, do you want one in front of you or do you want to use your bar glass? I do not require a glass. All right. Also, uh, Gwen, you feel like garbage. <laughs> Resurrection seconds. But uh, Blair comes back in with three tumblers uh, and some cold stones. 
Cool. I'll, I'll pour just a, a finger of whiskey in each and welcome back. I get a little. I'm I sure you don't want more than a finger of whiskey when you feel like shit. <laughs> I give a little toast and sip some. All right. Um, you take us. It, it is perhaps the finest whiskey you've ever tasted. Who is this from again? Lucia? The vampire. Uh, Vampire lady. Sorry. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. After about 30 seconds, you hear tiny kobold snores from the chair. Uh, Blair's like, oh, I will, I'll take him up to his room and put him to bed. Thanks, Blair. And he picks up, uh, picks up Gwen and floats him upstairs. Question, if I greater restoration than Gwen, will he feel any better? Uh, let me know. Okay. I thought it was a thing you can't you can't overdo it without just regular just rest. Okay. Um, I know it wouldn't do the whole thing. I thought maybe it would do like the ability store stuff or something like that. Um. Yeah, he just has to rest. Uh, okay. Cool. I was just wondering. It takes it's it's four long rests, so basically it's like a day and some change. Mm-hmm. Sleep right. for a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sip my whiskey. You sip your whiskey. Um, okay. <laughs> um, uh, and then before we put a pen in it, um, you're sitting there with your scotch or your whiskey. Uh, any messaging you want to do? <laughs> yeah. End of night session messaging. While it's while it's fresh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, for me, I'm not going to message anyone, but before bed, I'm going to, uh, did Winchester follow you up or? Oh, Winchester's hanging right next to you because okay. that is, that is what the spell does. <laughs> upstairs towards Gwen's room. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be, Winchester, I acted a little rash and I was hoping that you would let me cast one more spell on you. He says, well, what does the spell do? You know how you told Gwen that you love me? Yes, I, I do th- love you. I think that might be a, at least, I mean, I'm very lovable, but a little bit of a side effect of the spell that I used to make you who you are today. So my love for you is just a result of magic. Not all of it, I hope. Oh, that is quite disturbing. Yes, please do cast the spell on me. I do not wish to have any any sort of magical influence in my brain, aside of, well, obviously from the intelligence. All right. Um, and you know, if you feel like biting me afterwards, I suppose that's fine because I do kind of deserve it a little bit. Anyway, okay. And I cast... I put my hand on his shoulder and cast uh, Greater Restoration. All right. The the um, charm spell wears off. Um, and he looks at you for a long moment. Just sitting there I quietly. I give him this face. <laughs> he says, um, he says, um, Even though my love for you was guaranteed, you treated me with kindness and compassion. 
I'm not angry at you, Brinley, because I don't believe that the, that part of the spell was your intention. And I still love you. Thank you, Winchester. I love you. He says, but now I must go comfort Gwyn because I feel he is in need of comfort. That is why I did what I did. Don't maybe don't mention the the charm side effect because I didn't read the spell through the entire time before I cast it the first time and it was completely <laughs> unintentional. I don't want people to think that I'm messing around with people's brains besides what I already did. He says no no hard feelings. Okay. Well, thank you. It says tomorrow perhaps you can be the squirrel and I can be the dog. Until then. Okay. And we can play I'll be again. A squirrel. Yes. No. Just the way that you phrased it made me feel like I was the dog last time. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, I guess that was a little weird inflection. But anyway. Good night. Good night. Oh, no. <laughs> no, that was in character. Uh, 88's going to set up a table and chairs outside. Both chairs just outside the property line tonight. Okay. Um, Great. And we can have that conversation next time. N next session. Late. Did yeah. you want to do ascending to Gwen's aunt today or? I already did. I said I did that like when we resurrected them. Oh, oh okay. I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. Yes. They're very happy to hear that. Um, uh, and they aren't, and the 25 words they're able to express, they're very happy to hear it, confused but happy. Yeah. <laughs> and they will try to reach, and they will reach out to him somehow. Okay, great. Well, that is a perfect point to end the session. Uh, Winchester crawls uh, into your room, Gwen, and curls up next to you. And we will, we will end there uh, and pick it back up in two weeks. Um, thank you all for hanging out a little uh, later. Two weeks. Oh, right, you are going to be gone. I'm going to be gone on the sixth. I forgot about that, yes. And, and I'll confirm in the chat about this weekend. Okay. I, it's still up in the air, but I should know tomorrow. Okay. Um, and then uh, you all level up. Yay! Yay! Hey. Uh, so if you want to go ahead and roll those hit point dice while we're still on the call, and then you've got a couple weeks to figure out what you want to do. Uh, oh. That's just that a is a d12. That's not what I rolled. <laughs> is four the lowest on a d6? Uh, oh, oh, you're on d6s? Yep, four is exactly what you get. I rolled a four on a d8. Uh, you get Ooh, five. God, I got a ten. Nice. Nice. Also, do you are you a level behind, Gwen? Or? Uh, no, I don't think so. I was, I was level 10. Now I'm level 11. Oh, perfect. All right. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um... And Matt, are you are you uh, unsure which level you're going to nope. level up? Taking a level in cleric makes um, sense. So, and I rolled a three, which bumps up to a five on a d8. Yep. Cool. All right. Uh, well, yeah. Let me know if you have any questions about your level up, or if you need any clarifications, or want to do anything different. Um, Sean, let me know if there's. Gwen's been through an ordeal. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, if there's anything. Uh, you'd like to change about the character or any thoughts you're having about role play or, you know, uh, selections, just let me know. Well, I'm flexible. We can work it out. So, all right. Well, I'm hungry. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> go get some fun. dinner. Uh, great session. Y'all see you yeah. in two or three weeks. What a roller coaster. <laughs> all right. Good night.
Good night. Bye. 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 Bye.